broadcasting the best in retro and modern gaming with your hosts, the enigmatic vintage video game geek, the incomparable Dinky Dana, and myself, John Pio of Mamecade. Welcome to Hit Reset Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Hit Reset Radio. Today is August 2nd, and this is our sixth episode of the podcast. We're now a half a year old. I can't believe we've been doing this this long already. I'm Dinky Dana, and I'm joined by my retro-only co-host, Vintage Video Game Geek. How you doing, Vintage? I'm doing well, thank you, Dinky. And technically, we're, we're five months old because we cheated, because we, we split up the, the Johnny episode into two parts. Yeah, well, we started doing it a month ahead anyway, so we'll go a half a year. <laughs> we can, all right, we can round up. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then next up, we got John Pio of Mame Cave, fresh back from Florida. What's going on, John? Hey, what's up, my friends? How are you guys? Not too bad. You have a good trip down there? Yeah, it was not so bad. I didn't get burned or anything with the sun, which is good, but I did get some sun, sunlight and some rays. Cool. Sounds good. All right, let's get started. I guess we'll start with uh, stuff we've been up to. Uh, vintage, I guess you can go first. What have you been up to since our last podcast? Well, um, one little update is, I, I don't know if you recall, we talked about uh, the Retron 3. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you you had asked me if the power base converter would work on that. Yeah. And, What's uh, the verdict? It, it, it's, it's a no. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> negative, Captain. It's because of the shape, right? It just won't fit in? Correct. It's because, uh, and I kind of expected this, but it is, it's like, it's got this thing on the back. And it was specifically designed to fit on the Model 1. Yeah. So it kind of, yeah, it prevents it from actually attaching to the top of the Retron 3 because the back of it is too long as compared to the Genesis. So, nope, uh, that's that's not going to work. So um, they they need to come out with like a Retron 4 and they need to have (laughs) a they need to have a Sega Master System slot in there. All right, so other stuff I've been doing. Um, I actually went down to Florida uh, for kind of a long week, and I took my daughter down there to uh, stay with my my parents for about a week. So I got a couple pickups down there. Um, I went to, let's see, at the flea market, um, I, I got a pretty good deal on some Super Nintendo games that kind of on my list for a while. Um, and the first one I got was UN Squadron. It's like a... Uh, horizontal shooter is that that's for what super nintendo you say yeah 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 i i watched this anime i think it was called um oh man area 88 i think mm-hmm. and after i watched it i looked it up in wikipedia and that game's actually based off of it okay so yeah it's a pretty cool looking game it's friggin' hard though i'll tell you that much <laughs> um and and i don't know if you you guys you guys remember uh, like alex demoted yeah Okay, well, back in the day, he did a really awesome uh, video review of of this, and he's yeah, actually I remember that. he's actually in the Air Force. And you know, at the start of his review, he was like, it was really cool. He was in his flight suit, and he was like standing in front of this jet. And uh, so, yeah, I, I always remembered that, and I finally got to pick that up. And I think I only paid for this like five bucks. Yeah, that's um, cool. I also got Donkey Kong Country Three, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Uh, did you play so I, it? I did played that. Um, it's good, and uh, also got Final Fight Two, and for these I paid ten dollars each. So that's 
that's that's eBay price for the Donkey Kong, but the final fight too actually goes for I think around twenty five or thirty. Um, so I kind of bundled these three games together. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, I also picked up X Men Two for the Sega Genesis, and this is the the Clone Wars one, and I, I got it cart only for for three bucks. And uh, actually, I was telling John about this. He he happened to call me while I was testing the game out. And John, do you remember this? I t- what I told you about what was weird about the game, like I thought it was broken. Oh yeah, well, I I put the game in and I turned it on and it yeah, like clean it and everything and it still didn't do it. it well, was, you know what? It it does. It just start the game just starts. It like, doesn't have an intro. Right. There's no intro <laughs> screen. There's like you don't get to pick your character or nothing. It's it's so weird. It just starts randomly going through the stage and and I'm like, what the heck is this broken or whatever. And so afterwards, I went and looked it up, and and actually, that's how that's how it starts. So that was like totally normal. <laughs> that's um, funny. Yeah, and I actually played it for a while, and it, it's it's really it's really good game. It's it's so much better than the first one. I didn't really care for the first one on Genesis, but um, yeah, the more I looked into it, the more I saw that it's it's actually really up there, you know, as far as X Men games go. So I, I really recommend it, and um. And I jumped on the coverproject.net, and they had um they had a, a screenshot of the uh, cover art. So I printed that out, and I put it in one of my empty clam shells and put it on the shelf. Yeah, that's a pretty cool site. I haven't actually used it, but I know a lot of people use uh, use that when they don't when like if they just get cartridge only and stuff. Yeah, I mean it, it doesn't have everything on there, but they have a pretty good selection. Um, cool. Also at the flea market, I picked up a couple really cheap dvds uh that are gaming related i think for like two bucks a piece uh i got uh wing commander with freddie prince jr <laughs> and uh and the guy from uh good game that makes that me movie. laugh right there <laughs> that movie. Good game i was trying to hold it in but that's pretty funny yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the guy from Starship Troopers, do you remember that guy, Ace, the blonde-haired guy? He's like the kind of the, the sidekick of Johnny Rico. But yeah, I, I have never seen it, and I am a big fan of Wing Commander, so I'm going to have to check that out. I fully expect Who played that. Maniac in that movie? Wasn't there a Maniac? I have no idea. Because in the game, it was, uh, it was Biff from Back to the Future. Okay. So I don't know who it was in the movie. I don't remember. You mean like th- that did the voice of it or? No, no. In the PC version, it was live action. It was Mark oh. Hatlin. Oh, and- you're talking about one of the later ones, though. Wing Commander. Not Wing Commander 1. Like you're talking about 3 or 4. Yeah, I guess so. When they got some money. Yeah. Because like Wing Commander, Commander Heart of the Tiger, I think it was the one I'm thinking of. I mean, yeah, the first great. one came out, what, like early 90s, I think. Yeah, that was an origin game, wasn't it? It might have been. I, I just I just remember rocking it on my 286, uh, no. my Hewlett Packard. <laughs> the version I'm thinking of had like a great cast. I mean, Mark Hamlin was in it. John Ray's Davies was Paladin. Yeah. And then, oh, it was great. Uh, let's see, Street Fighter the movie Extreme Edition. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I haven't watched this in quite a long time. So, uh, and it's like one of Johnny's favorite games or favorite movies as well as game. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to pop that in as well. I mean, you know, it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, you can't miss. No, you can't go wrong with that. Oh. Uh, a couple more things here. Have you guys ever heard of a, a series on the Xbox called Otagi? Yeah. You have? Yeah, I think so. Um, I had never heard of it. I, I saw the first one in, in a game store down there. Um, it was, I was at a play-and-trade, and it was five bucks. So I, I thought it looked interesting. And if whenever I see a Xbox exclusive, I try to, you know, give it a shot or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, this game is really, really cool. It's by Sega, uh, like a hack-and-slash type of adventure. It's really good. Um, is that the one that's, like, red on the cover, I think, Myth? Like the myth, myth one, myth or is demons. it the Immortals? No, Myth of Demons okay, is the yeah. first one. And I liked it so much that I jumped on eBay and I picked up the... There's a sequel to it, Immortal Warriors. And the second game is just as good, and they, they actually give you additional characters that you can play. Because in the first game, you just play the, as the one guy. But in I'm the sorry, second, Vintage, I missed the name of that game. Yeah, it's Otagi. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's O-T-O-G-I. And check that out. It's probably a pretty cheap one too, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, the second one on eBay was ten bucks shipped. Yeah, and yeah, and I paid five bucks for the first one in 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 the game store. So, yeah, I highly recommend those two games. I'll tell you, of all the consoles that I have, I have hardly any Xbox games. I never had one growing up, and I never I never played uh, like Halos and stuff, and that's the reason I ended up going back to to get an Xbox and to play it. Yeah, so I missed out on a bunch of games on there. I I did too. I you know I, I I was a PS2 guy all the way. Yeah, me too. Well, I got the GameCube too. I I liked a lot on that. Mm-hmm. But Xbox, I never really looked into. I would have loved to play Halo Two online. I missed out on that. You know, it's funny because I didn't get my Xbox until probably 2009 or 2010, and it was right around that time that GameStop was was clearing out. A lot of their six gens. So you got it all for real cheap. Um, I, yeah, the games I got, they were doing like buy two get two free, or like at one point I think it was actually buy one get two free. Like they were really trying to get rid of them. Yeah, I remember that's when I picked up a couple too. They were like, uh, I talked to the guy and he says, yeah, we just need to get all these out of here. Yeah, <laughs> so they're getting really cheap. Yeah, I got a t- most of my collection came like right in that span. I, I would hit all the game stops in my area. I went to like five or six of them. Did you guys ever? I think it's uh, it's a Star Wars one on there. Um, Battlefront two, maybe. Battlefront. Um, well, Battlefront one and two came out on both. I think they were also were on the PS two. But there are a couple Xbox exclusives, like the Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, well, I hear that's really good. I, I yeah. definitely need to play that one. But there, there's a Star Wars one on there, and I always see it at the flea markets and in the thrift stores, and it's worth like thirty or forty dollars or something. So I always see it, and I, I think it's going to be a good deal. And every single time, it's scratched up terribly. <laughs> so I've, I've been looking to find a real one because that's one of the games that's really stood out to me. That's that's worth some money still, and I see it all the time, but it's always ripped up. And then one last pickup I wanted to mention, and this was a straight-up eBay. I've been trying to collect all the Alex Kidd games, so I got Alex Kidd in high-tech world for the 
Sega Master System, and it's I got it complete, and I think it was like a buy it now for ten bucks, free shipping. So that was a that was a good deal, and uh, the game itself is really not that good, as, as far as Alex Kidd games go. But um, I love Alex Kidd. I love the first one, so I'm just going to basically collect all of them. Um, so those are my pickups. Now the next thing that I that I had on here was that um, I went and saw Spider Man also when I was down visiting my parents and my dad. I really you know I talked about before. I really didn't want to go see it. I know you were yelling at me. <laughs> I, know, I told you. So I was saying Transformers. Yeah, you can go see that. Spend <laughs> your money on it. <laughs> well, I tell you what, my dad. Um, my dad really wanted to go, and he offered to pay, and so I said okay. And then, um, and then he said, "I'll pay for the tickets, but you got to buy the popcorn or whatever." Did he offer to pay because you told him you didn't want to see it? I, I did tell him I wasn't crazy about it, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I mean. So you guilted your dad into paying for you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you got popcorn. But but here here's where I actually here's where I actually eat my words because I actually enjoyed the movie. Um and I thought I thought it was good and I thought it was I think I might have liked it better than the Avengers, actually. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And See, I, I can't agree with that one. Well, I I, I want to hear your thoughts on this also. So why don't, why don't you tell me tell me what you thought about it and you know no spoilers of course. Well, but, yeah, not to go into too much detail. Um, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good movie, but I couldn't really decide which one I preferred the first, like the original one that they came out with, or this one. This one was a lot darker and um, more more action. I I thought. But uh, I don't know. I, I liked it, but I wasn't blown away by it. I definitely liked Avengers more. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it was pretty good. I mean, I don't know if I'd recommend everyone go and see it in the theater. But definitely definitely take the chance and watch it. Yeah, I noticed you wrote meh next to it on the on the show notes here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I was expecting it to be, to be more exciting than it was. So... I, I don't know. I was I was a little bit let down from the trailers that I saw. I thought it was going to be a little bit better, but it, it was still a decent movie. So here's my take on the whole like comparing it to the Tobey Maguire ones. Like I think you have to. It's almost it's almost like you can't really because they're you really can't compare. Totally different. Them. And I mean I I I am a fan of the first three. I I, I like them a lot, but. I also like this movie, and and I know that they're gonna do like a few more after it. But um, I like this movie because I mean the actors were good. Okay, um, I felt like there was a lot of good chemistry between you know Peter and Gwen Stacy. I like how they kind of they followed the comic book. You know, they they were truer to the source material because you know in the comic book. Like with his web slinging, you know, his web shooters, you know, um, he actually made those. Yeah, that they were like these contraptions that he made, and in, in, in the in the you know Tobey Maguire ones, they did they just made it like where it just shot out of his hands or whatever. And Gwen Stacy actually in the comics was his you know first love. First so yeah. right, Mary Jane really didn't kind of come into it until later. So I like that they were. You know, they were they kind of honored the source material a little bit better. You um, see, but I disagree because I think visually they did a big departure from 
like the villain, looked nothing like the comics did. You know, you're supposed to have a lab coat, look more reptilian. They made him look more human than reptile. Uh, I know what you mean, like especially in the face. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's not the way it should look. So I think they really did a disservice to the comic with the design. But I, I also liked uh, Martin Sheen as Uncle Ben and Sally Field. Um, yeah. Uncle Ben really was really good um, for as long as he was in the movie. <laughs> um, right. And the last thing I'll say is, um, yeah, I'm just like, I'm totally smitten with Emma Stone. <laughs> like, I've been I've been a fan of hers. I liked her in, like, Super Bad and also in that, that Zombie Land. Those are actually the only two movies that I saw. Oh, uh, Zombieland's a good movie. I love that movie. It's, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> anyway, uh, good movie. Um, I had down here that, you know, my, my major complaint was that there were some things that were in the trailer. And Dinky, I've kind of mentioned this to you before. Yeah. There were some things that were in the trailer that really kind of piqued my interest, um, where they were kind of hinting at. There were some lines about, you know, Peter, you don't think what happened to you was an accident and something about referring to, you know, your father and blah, blah, blah. And there's this whole mystery surrounding, like, Peter's parents and, like, what happened to them and, mm-hmm. you know, all the kind of things they were involved in. And and they don't really go into that in the movie. And there were some, yeah, those lines were just mysteriously missing from the actual movie. They kind of like bait you in, but then they leave you hanging. And and there's a good article on the L.A. Times that really dissected this whole thing. And the sense was that they were really gonna, they were gonna expand upon it more in in the next movie. Huh. Yeah, shoot me over a link to that article. I'll put that on the uh, on the website okay. so people yeah, can see I, it too. I I sent it to you on Skype. Did you see that in the oh, okay section? I, I probably got it. Yeah. Right. Do, well, do you I, think those those lines will ever find their way on like a DVD extra or special edition prior to the next movie coming out to set it up? Oh, oh yeah. Are yeah. are you asking me or Dinky? I'm asking you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think we'll see. Uh, we'll see them on the deleted scenes, and they'll probably talk about it on the. Um, Maybe they'll have some um, commentary why yeah. they took them out. But yeah, this this actually is going to be a buy for me when it comes out. Right. Which you know. Yeah, I'm pretty. Last when was that? Two months ago. You were like, I don't even think I'm gonna go and see it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) right to do is to give your old man his money back. (laughs) I know. Seriously. You know what though? (laughs) I think the popcorn and the two sodas like cost more than the movie. Yeah. That was the deal. (laughs) That was the deal. Don't welch now and say I paid more. It was like twenty two bucks. (laughs) Surprised you didn't go on uh, economy night. Do the matinee. No, 99 cent. Actually. Um, but anyway, good movie. Um, all right. I, I feel like I'm taking a lot of time, but I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, that's covering some of my stuff, too. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. So also while I was down there, um, I went to visit um, another one of my childhood arcades. Now, I did that video talking about stop and play. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got a little bit older and we, we moved to a different area, there was another one that I used to go to called Celebration Station. And this was in Clearwater, Florida. And so I went back there and I, I kind of I hadn't been there in years and years and years. And I, I went back to kind of scout it out and see if it would be worth doing a video. And it really wasn't because they had totally gutted everything. Um, the, the only game that I could find that I remembered from you know, 15 years ago or thereabouts 
Wait, it was it was still like an arcade thing, or well, what? You know what it is is um, it's like a two level. They they have a building and they have arcade games and well, they used to have like all arcade stuff and like only mm-hmm. some redemption, but now it's like it's totally reversed. Now it's like ninety percent redemption games and ten percent arcades. And then when you go outside in the back, they have the go karts and the mini golf and all of that. Um, but I went there to try to find, like I did with the with the stop and play, if they still had any of the same games that I remembered. And the only one that I found was it was the shell, like the outside of the cab said Virtua Racing, and then but they actually had put in Daytona in, into <laughs> somehow. It was Daytona yeah. or some other game, and it wasn't Virtua Racing, and I was really disappointed. Um, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. And yeah, and they just kind of had it off in the corner and the monitors were all shot. And uh, but while I was there, I did get to play uh, two games. I played uh, F-Zero um, AX, uh, the deluxe cabinet. It was it was really fun. Um, yeah. Know, those ones that you sit in it and the in the seat moves around. And mm-hmm. um, and then I also I also played, uh, let's see, Star Wars Starfighter, the arcade and this was another, you know, same kind of deal. You sit in it and it moves around, you know, as you're moving the the uh, controls around. Yeah. And that was that was really fun. I pl- I ended up playing the game for about 20 minutes on one on one credit. Which wow. I thought which is really weird because I'm usually not good at arcade games like that. <laughs> yeah, getting your money's worth. Right. I, but I sat there. It had to have been at least 20 minutes. And, and my daughter was there with me and she kept wanting to play. And so I actually like let her, I actually turned it over to her and <laughs> let her play. And of course, she just crashed it. But I probably could have kept going longer. But those are yeah. two fun arcades if you ever see them. The force was with you on that day. <laughs> see, I wish there were more arcades around me. Uh, everything closed down. I mean, they have Dave and Buster's and stuff, all except for one place. I don't know if you guys saw the video. I put it up a while ago, and they have a. It's like a BYOB, yes, arcade. So you can bring your own beer and drinks and stuff, and they have some. They have some decent games. It's kind of cool. It's it's not a big place. I mean, they have they have pool and air hockey and you know some of the some of the redemption type games and stuff but they they do have some old machines that are kind of neat now isn't that the one where it's two or three different levels yeah 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 because in the video i i forgot i recorded that yeah you can go up to the second or third floor and they have you they have xbox 360s and wii's and stuff and they and they'll give you the games and you go up and play them and right i mean it's free you can go up well how it works is you pay by the hour normally and it, it's really cheap. I mean, I think if you go for three hours, it's like $8 or something. What is that called? Uh, games and that. <laughs> games and apostrophe AT. <laughs> and, and where is it? In in Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh, yeah, down in uh, Southside here. <laughs> no, I remember that video because I remember commenting something like, because you had gone up to the way top and the, yeah. they, had the, they had the Xboxes there and like nobody was there. And no, like, well, oh, well, half the time you go in, it, see, it's, you don't have to be 21 to get in there. So you get some younger people too. So I could see, I could see younger people going up there and getting their friends together and playing games and stuff, but I don't know. All right. All right. Two more things. And then I'll, I'll pass the torch here. Um, I got to be a guest on uh, tiger claw radio. And um, I, I think I've mentioned him before. Um, this guy he goes by the name critical failure. 
he's one of like my oldest friends on YouTube. He has a channel called Tiger Claw TV, and uh, his kind of niche thing is he reviews freeware um, and kind of indie games, and a lot of them are on the computer. But he yeah. also will do, you know, he also does some classic stuff. He's done some NES reviews and and the like, and um, great guy. His videos are awesome, and he's got a really cool. Uh, podcast he he does his podcast a, a lot differently than some it's 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 mainly just him he uh talks about some interesting things talks about what's going on in the indie games market yeah. and, and uh he'll tell you about specials that are running on like gog or steam or whatever um so he does great, it like a like an actual radio show more than a podcast yeah and and, yeah. and he also will um in between his segments and things he'll play chip tunes and things like that um and he really was the guy that kind of introduced me to that whole genre of music yeah um which i think is totally underrated but anyway so check him out uh tiger claw radio and he's got a website and he's on itunes and all that other stuff he's a, he's a good good guy a good friend of ours and yeah, uh, we'll put a link up to him too yeah i'd like to have him come on the podcast i told him i told him we're pretty much booked here through the end of the year <laughs> he thought i was kidding oh, but i was serious well, once a month yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not many. i actually had a chance to listen to you on that podcast i was i was down in florida painting a wall and i I just put it on my iPhone and just listened to you. It was a it was a really good podcast. It was uh, some good questions he asked you. It's cool. Yeah, we, we yeah I have to listen to that at work tomorrow. <laughs> we talked for about forty minutes, and it's 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 always good conversation with him. And I think I was on episode one hundred and two. So if you if you check that out, um, okay. He's a fan cool. of old time radio, too, which is cool because so am I. So when he was talking about the old time radio shows. Know, the Abbott and Costellos and all that. I was like perking up my ears listening to that. That was great. Yeah, like the old Bob Hope specials yeah. and things like that. Yeah. All right, and the, and the last thing I want to mention is that I've actually I've actually been reading. Um, really? Yeah, I I, I read. <laughs> um, I I picked up The Hobbit. Um, I was at a Goodwill and I just saw it, and I think I paid fifty cents for The Hobbit. And um, I remember back in the day, back in grade school. This was actually required reading at some point, and I never even read it. You know, I just totally blew it off. I wish that was my required reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. I had, like, Goodbye, Mr. Chips. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Catch you what, this, this book is so great. It's 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 probably one of my favorite books now. It's so this is the first time you're reading it? Yeah. I never oh, read it. Oh, man. I really? thought I thought the reason you had that was because... When I went to see the Batman, they had a trailer. A trailer for the movie. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe. Oh man, that's my favorite book out of the out of the series. Oh, it's so good. It yeah. is good, and and um, it's such an easy read, and I I love the way that he writes it, where you know he's kind of like narrating the story almost, and mm -hmm. it's it's just so good, and I'm I'm so excited for the movie to come out. Uh, oh yeah. Now, I'm a little confused, though, about the movie. What about? Well, because it sounds like they're going to make it like they're breaking it up and making it into two movies. Right. Yeah, that's what I think, too, which I don't have a problem with. Cause... <sighs> well, th but the thing is that the first one comes out this Christmas, and then we have to wait a whole nother year until oh, the it, second one comes out. If in. that's it's, the worst It's that problem. good, dude. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. But then I also... <laughs> I, look... 
but then I read something that it they said um, blah, 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 blah. the final film will be released. What? No, now it's saying that there might actually be a trilogy of this. I'm I'm very confused. Like I hope a trilogy so- might be stretching it. I don't yeah. see how they can do that. Um, I'm trying to find this. Unless they make them shorter, like not like the Lord of the Rings where they were long as hell. Okay, l- listen to this. This is on Wikipedia. Although originally made as a two-part film, and, and Peter Jackson is directing again, mm-hmm. Jackson and MGM have confirmed plans for a third film as well. Uh, the first film, subtitled The Hobbit Unexpected Journey. The second one is They Are In Back Again. Um, before the series was expanded into a trilogy. Okay. No so, name on the third one? No. And then it says the first and second films were shot back-to-back in New Zealand are currently in post-production. They're scheduled to be released in December and of 2012 and 2013. And then it says the final film will be released summer 2014. Well, yeah, that's weird. So they, st- they, they intended to do a two-part... And then someone decided, oh, let's let's do yeah. a third. Let's yeah, make- what are they going to do with the third one? Because the first two are already recorded. Already done. I mean, you can. It says, while the third film will make use of footage originally shot for the first and second films, it will require additional filming as well. So it sounds like they're going to take like whatever they oh. out of the first. Uh, they're going to stretch it out. Yeah, and they're going to like you know piece piece it together and i'm a little yeah i'm, I'm not so sure how i feel about this Sounds see it depends stupid. on how long they would make them it feels like a cash grab right yeah i would i would think so too but i don't know lord of the rings was so good that i might not be worried about it <laughs> well yeah i am kind of i am i am definitely going to go see these so but yeah and Wait. I saw the trailer on IMAX. Oh, it looked so good. Mm-hmm. But the second movie is definitely going to come to a conclusion as the book does, right? Uh, I doubt it. That's not how it sounds. No, I think they're okay, stretching so now- out the scenes. Okay. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was funny. So the first in the, one's going to the- be the journey. The middle one will be about the ring, and then the, the end will be about Smaug, the dragon. I guess. I would. Yeah, I, I would assume so. Uh. Man, okay. It was funny. The trailer that I saw said coming out next year, but it's not next year. It's at Christmas. It's for, yeah, December. <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding?" They're pushing it back, and then at the end, it said 2012. So. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, over to Dinky, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll get the movie out of the way because I went and saw Batman. Since we're talking about movies and stuff, uh, did you guys see this? I, I totally want to see it. My my wife will not go with me. Uh, uh-huh. She just says she has no interest, and uh, but I, I'm I'm putting together a group of friends, and we're gonna I think we're gonna go and see it on Tuesday. Oh, nice! How about yeah. you, John? No, I didn't get a chance to see it. I was gonna see it opening night, and then I didn't go. And then the news came out the next day, and then I just didn't go. Not because of the news, but just didn't go. Yeah, and speaking of the news, I mean, Vint, did you heard about that? How the guy went in and shot a bunch of people in the opening? Uh, yeah, I think I heard something about that. Yeah, and Christian Bale went to the went to the hospitals of the victims and stuff. So that was kind of kind of nice. That was very cool. They had pictures of him with the, some of the victims and all that. So yeah. that was that was pretty cool. Um, I really liked the movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from the trailers going in, really. But uh, I don't know if you guys knew, but it was recorded in Pittsburgh, so that was really awesome. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, and they they had uh, they had a scene in there 
within in our stadium, this uh, Steelers Stadium, Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was a it was a really cool scene. But uh, I won't go into the details of it. But well, yeah. I I saw it. I saw it's in the, the trailers. Yeah, so, when the field know. is collapsing or whatever. Yeah, and it looked really cool because I mean we have season tickets and stuff, so we go to all the Steelers games. So it was pretty cool seeing the seeing the stadium get all ripped apart and all that. And it was funny too because um, that leads into my next thing. I went to the Zelda 25th anniversary symphony, mm-hmm. and I went with my dad. I took him for his birthday, and. Hold on, hold on. You, you paid for your father? Yeah. <laughs> you see, Vintage? That's the way it's I wasn't even to thinking play out. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I actually got really nice seats. I was second row, dead center. Nice. It nice. was awesome. They yeah. emailed me. They Since I'm on the Nintendo, I guess, like, subscribe to their newsletter or whatever, they sent out an email sell, selling tickets before the public, so I got really nice seats. And we, I went out to eat with my, with my dad before at this pizza shop uh, right by there. And right in front of the pizza shop is the one garage, the parking garage that's in Batman. And Batman's like all, all this action's going on and he's dodging missiles and stuff. And the missiles hit into this garage. So it like blows up part of it. So it was really cool just walking through that alley that they recorded the film in. Huh. So it was pretty neat. And they have – my friend said he was working and they have – they had this one scene in the movie where there's all these – like convicts fighting out in the streets. And he said, like he said, he saw them recording that and they were there when he went into work, which is at seven o'clock in the morning and they were still recording after. And they just, uh, the fight scene was really good. I thought it was a pretty good, pretty good scene. So definitely go check the movie out. I really liked it. I, I still think that I liked the second one more mainly just cause the Joker was so good, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's a really cool movie. I thought I, I enjoyed it. Do you, do you like, the fact that you feel it wrapped up the trilogy, you buttonholed it and closed it off? Is it done? Um, well, yeah, for the trilogy, I don't think they're going to stop making Batman movies. But right. I, I don't, I mean, for the Nolan they, they did close this up, yeah. yeah. They did. Okay. Yeah, Nolan's done, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, it was, and I won't say anything about the ending, but it it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I it was with Bane and the whole character in the movie. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining, saying that they felt like he was just an ordinary, ordinary guy type of villain. Yeah. The but same I, I complaint was... I have about the lizard in in Spider Man. It just seemed it, it wasn't true to the comic. Yeah, well, this one they didn't go into a ton of stuff, but it. I mean, he's a guy who's more strategic and all that, so he didn't really need to seem like he was this insane character because he's he's more strategic and all that. Yeah. Yeah. He he plots out how he's going to do everything. So I think they did a pretty good job. So I, I liked it. Cool. And then the Zelda 25th Anniversary Symphony. Oh, man. It was really good. Did and, you buy anything there after it was done? Yes. Yeah, selling anything? The only away? things they had were a t-shirt and a poster. And I I couldn't believe they didn't have a CD. Because I... Really? I don't know. On YouTube, you can look up the recording of the Symphony CD. So I'm, I'm wondering weird. where the CD is, you know? Maybe they sold out. No. I asked the lady. She said they weren't selling one at all. Weird. So I don't know if they're gonna release it later or what, but um, you should have offered her some rupees or something. Maybe. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted it because it's like they have some of my favorite songs. I've been listening to them a lot, and they have like the the fairy theme and all kinds of stuff, and they show them recording it. It's really good. Nice. And uh, but yeah, what the what the symphony does is it travels around and uses whatever symphonies in usually in the city that they go to. So they had the Pittsburgh Symphony and 
it was nice. So I, I originally was going to get tickets out in Philly because they didn't say they were going to come to Pittsburgh. And I'm glad I didn't buy tickets because they announced it later. But if, if anyone's interested in going, take a look on the Nintendo website and they show which, where their tour is going and try and buy some tickets to it. It was, it was really cool. Excellent. So other than that, I guess I'll get into what I've been playing. Uh, I haven't played too many, too many new games. I'm really excited for Borderlands 2. So I went back and played some more Borderlands with my cousin. And uh, I don't know, the first time I played Borderlands, I wasn't, I wasn't huge into it. And I had just rented it. And then I went back just a couple months ago and played, it, played through with my cousin, Co-op. And it was a blast. So I cannot wait for Borderlands 2. That's coming out, um, I think it's September 18th. So not, not too long off. Definitely going to pick that one up. And then uh, I went back and played a little bit of Halo Reach, too, because I'm getting kind of excited for Halo 4. Um, I don't know. Did you guys play Halo as much? Back in the day, in the first, first one, and then I lost interest in the whole Halo. Oh, I see. I never played any Halos until Halo 3. And yeah, I didn't really know anything about it. And my, my cousin said, oh, we should try these out. He had never played it either. So he bought it. He just got an Xbox, and he, we rented it. And we played Halo. I had another friend of mine up, and we played Halo for probably, I don't know, out of that week, we probably only slept six hours a night and just played Halo <laughs> all the time. I remember, I remember we, <laughs> I used to have this bread maker, and I always made uh, jalapeno bread, and uh, my buddy really liked it. And we were playing Halo, and we went to sleep for like three hours, and I just wake up, and he puts jalapeno bread on my face. And says, let's play some Halo. And we just got back up and played <laughs> all day. And we were terrible at it, too. But it was so much fun. So, I don't know. I get really excited for the Halos. Uh, Halo Halo Reach, I wasn't real huge on. And then Halo 4 switching. They're going to be 343 Industries this time instead of Bungie's making it. So, I'm wondering what they're going to change. Yeah, that's going to be different, isn't it? Everybody's yeah, a little I'm, nervous about that. Yeah, I'm curious about it. See, I didn't like Halo Reach hardly like not nearly as much as Halo 3. So uh, 343 Industries kind of says they're going to try and go back to some of the older stuff, which I don't know whether they're going to or not. Um, I'm hoping they are. But they're still going to have, have abilities. Like in Halo Reach, you could you could use a jetpack and sprinting and stuff like that. And But one of the things that I always liked about Halo was every character was always the same. They, not, you couldn't get an advantage over anybody else right. other than finding the good weapons and just being more skilled because when you play call of duty you can customize your character and everybody can be different so some things work better against other types but uh that's what i always liked about halo is everybody was the same and you just started in the same position as everybody else so if you won it meant you were better you know we're in like halo reach i didn't feel like that as much mm. so i also bought Donkey Kong Country Returns. I've been hearing a ton about it. Wait, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I have a thing on Halo real quick. Okay. So I have I have the first two for original Xbox. Uh-huh. Like me. Right. And I also have the uh, the homebrew um, Halo 2600. No, you have the Atari one? Yes. I do, too. I got I the have... original printing of it, too. Okay, so you oh. have the original print that... Yep. Did you get it at the Classic Gaming Expo? Yeah. Okay. So I got I actually got the second printing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah I heard Gamester talking about this recently and he said that um, 
they're going for like tons of money now on on eBay. So I just jumped on right now. There's only one for that's currently for sale, and it, it looks like it's the original print that you have, Dinky. And uh, starting bid is six hundred dollars, and it's seven hundred dollars. Buy it now. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, there's I mean, no way no, that's nobody's bought. Nobody's bought this. And then if if you search the completed listings, right. that's what I want to know. Right. Um. There's two. And they were asking like nine hundred buy it now, thirteen hundred buy it now. And I think it's the same guy actually. He keeps on lowering He's the just price. Dropping it. He's gonna sell it for forty bucks. It looks like it, but um <laughs> it's weird though because you know, there's no it looks like it's just one guy's trying to sell it and no one else is trying to sell it, but I mean I don't know. I'm gonna yeah, keep I don't, mine. I don't remember how many they made. I know they didn't have a ton out there. Because yeah. um, they, I mean, they had a limited supply when I was there. They just had them, you know. I don't, I don't know how many though. But right. and originally, I wasn't thinking about g- getting one, and I was like, oh, I gotta go buy one. Yeah. So I went back and I bought one. I was like, I gotta get that. <laughs> I, I saw Gamester's review of it, and um, and I jumped on and like I, I actually got on the wait list for the for the second printing, and and then yeah, yeah the guy. A cool game. Huh? Yeah, it is. It, it's it's really neat. So sorry, go back to Donkey Kong. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about that. I I just bought it because I like Halo. You know, I was I probably wouldn't sell it either. I don't know, thirteen hundred bucks though. I'd <laughs> be insane. But uh, yeah, so I bought Donkey Kong Country Returns. I haven't played it yet. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that because I love the original ones on uh, Super Nintendo. And you said you just got the third one, right? Yep. So I'm, I'm going to get into that pretty soon. And another thing, I, I was playing some more Diablo, and they have such terrible exploits going on in that game. Like, there's some of the worst things I've ever seen. So, like, you guys heard how how difficult Inferno is on there. It's the hardest difficulty. The hardest level, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty freaking hard. It's and, a like, some people to just, beat it, right? What's that? It took you a whole two days to beat it on Inferno. Oh uh, well, I well yeah, I did it. I eventually beat it on Inferno, but uh, yeah, it probably took longer than that because you have to get all the better armor and stuff. But, uh, I'm being sarcastic. It's amazing. I know. I know you're being sarcastic. Oh, but it's it's a compliment because you it's have a compliment. You're, you're yeah. like a friggin' wizard at, at these like impossible games. Does it? You have a gift. I I do like playing the difficult games, and I. Well, there was this one boss that that I was telling you about, and he, they just made him way too difficult, and I just sat there and fought him until I beat him. My friends were making fun of me because you have to pay, you have to pay to repair your armor, and I had a decent amount of money saved up, and then by the end I was just so broke I couldn't even repair my armor. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, yeah, wait. you spent real money on this? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, like gold. Yeah, all right, all right, just gold in the game to repair. Like when when your armor will wear down into. Once it's once wear down the whole way, you pretty much breaks, but uh, it doesn't disappear. It's just not usable, so you have to go pay money, pay gold to repair it. But uh, so they had this exploit where if you're a wizard, you could use two abilities at once, and it would just make you completely invulnerable. You could run around and do whatever you want. The enemies would still act like normal, and they would be hitting and beating on you, but you just didn't take any damage. <laughs> And, like, all these people who couldn't beat the game were just running through and demolishing everything. And, like, everybody was able to beat Inferno because it was it was so terrible. It's, like, the worst game glitch I've ever seen. Wow. It was pretty bad. And then they had another one where 
they they have like a couple of these with with each character class. With the barbarian, there was one where uh, he would just gain a whole crapload of life back, so he could just run around and do whatever he wanted, basically. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's still pretty fun. I'm still still playing that a little bit, and so I'm couple- sure there's a lot of listeners right now asking and, and wondering if you're going to say how do you get those glitches and how do you activate them because they want to do it. Well, yeah. Well, I tried it out. Normally, I don't even really use glitches because I had already been been done with the game and stuff. But I was like, I, I just have to try that out because it's it's probably the worst glitch I've ever heard in an online game. You're just totally invulnerable. But uh, so I went on and it it was really fun. I mean, you're running around. Normally, these things would be crushing you, and you just walk right through them. You could you could kill them with no armor, basically. Well, you wouldn't be able to kill them, but you wouldn't die to them at least. But is it a developer's god mode, or is an actual? They they figured out a way around and exploiting it. Um, no, it, it's definitely an exploit. You had to cast two skills at once. I think when you cast one skill, it makes you invulnerable for a split second because it splits you into three characters. Like it's like a uh, a uh, what would they call that? Not a, it's part of the teleport skill. So you right. teleport your character out, and it'd be left with two clones. Okay. So when you're doing that in the game, you're supposed to be invulnerable for that split second. But if you cast another spell right at the same time, it makes it permanent. So it was definitely a glitch. It was an exploit. And they wow. fixed it. They fixed it within 12 hours of me finding it out. So they fixed it pretty quick. Hmm. I thought it was pretty cool because I don't see that stuff in online games very often. All kinds of people were complaining saying sure. they shouldn't take it out. But... uh. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Sweet. So what about you? What have you been up to? Well, like you said earlier, I, I was down in Florida, but unfortunately I wasn't down there at the same time that Vintage was down there. That would have been cool if we could have hung out down there. Yeah. But uh, Well, I actually did look look it up, and we were, we were still like four hours apart. Yeah, but that that's okay. I would have went and drove the four hours. Oh, all that's, right. That works for me. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> All right, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I would have done it. I would have met you there if you told me. I didn't know if you were there. I thought you were there and left before I got down there. Yeah, we actually did miss each other. Oh, yeah. okay. So the yeah, point no, we did. We did. Oh, okay. I, mean, I just felt bad there for a second. So um, um, when I was trying to get back, you guys know because I was, I was texting you guys, I was having a lot of problems because back up northeast there was a huge storm coming. So my flight kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Right. I got to the airport at 12 o'clock for one thirty flight, and we got on the plane and deplaned three times before it actually took off around eight thirty nine o'clock, and I got home about one thirty a.m. It was miserable. It was absolutely <laughs> miserable. But I had my iPad with me, and I had snacks, and you know I was okay. And people were looking at me because they they weren't smart. They didn't when they would deplane, they would just sit around. So I'd go to the concession stand, I'd get a hamburger, I'd get food, <laughs> and then we get back on the plane, and I'd be eating it, and they're looking at me. You know, I'm actually sharing the food, and uh, and and then the guy says we have to go back to the gate. You know, we have to debark the plane, and and we did this three times, and then I. I took care of myself and took care of the people sitting around me. But every time we go back, less people would be on the plane. <laughs> so eventually, there were there were dogs running up and down the aisle. Some lady had a dog. She would like, <laughs> run up and down the aisle, and it was just mayhem. Anyway, <laughs> and this so was I'm, all because of weather. Is that all right? Because of a storm that a giant storm. Because the captain would come out, and he had this awesome Scottish accent. 
Nice. And he'd come out and, and say, uh, you know, he'd have his iPad and show you the, the weather pattern. Like He would actually show you at the top, well, we've got this weather pattern here that's going to delay the flight. And So he'd show <laughs> it all, and we were like, uh, okay, what does that mean? Ah, we're going to have to go back to the airport. We'll come back in an hour. Meet me here in an hour, and we'll decide if we're going to get back on. Three times that happened. Finally, on the third time, he said, we've just gotten clearance that we're going to go inland because normally a flight on the east coast of Florida would just go up the coast of the U.S. and then uh, go up to the northeast. So they said, we're going to fly inland. This flight took us, I guess, through Georgia, then Tennessee, then Kentucky, to Ohio, through Pennsylvania, uh, through Jersey, and then finally I got back to New York. It was the longest, most annoying flight in the world. But as we were coming in, I had a window seat and I looked out and I got to see like my entire neighborhood because we flew in very low to New York and I got to see, you know, Coney Island and Manhattan and all this great stuff. So I was all psyched. I said, when I get home, I'm going to see if there's any flight simulators because I haven't played a good flight simulator in 100 years. So I went into Steam and I found out that Microsoft, they dropped the word simulator for some reason and they just call it Microsoft Flight. So they had Microsoft Flight and it's a free game. They start you off in Hawaii. I said, oh, it's free. I can download this because that's what everybody's doing now. They're all doing these free games. And if you want to buy other packs with different planes or different uh, maps, you can do that. It looks really good. It's not like a Boeing or anything. It's small planes, but it looks really good. And I tried to download it from Steam and had all kinds of problems. I don't know why I couldn't download it from Steam. So I eventually downloaded it straight from Microsoft, and that worked fine. So it's a free game. It looks really good. You can play it without a yoke or a joystick if you really want to. You can play with just a keyboard or your mouse. And, of course, there's the stupid tutorials where you have to fly around you know, hot air balloons or whatever so that you get used to not oversteering. But it is a fun game, and it is free. And I've been playing that like every morning when I come down. I hit that for like a good half an hour. It's very relaxing, and if you want to have a little fun, you could do some daredevil stuff and go through low flying, you know, positions into around buildings and through bridges or under bridges, I should say. Uh-huh. Well, that's a fun game. I would definitely you know, recommend if you, if you got the system that can do it, download it. Did, did you ever play the first one? The very first uh, the soft flight simulator? Yeah. I, I absolutely know I did. I, I oh, have vague memories of it, but I know I did. I remember playing it on the on, again on the 286, and it was like... <laughs> must have been miserable. <laughs> all I remember was... It, it was... Yeah, it was really bad, but it, all I remember was flying a Cessna in Chicago and, like, fly, and like crashing into the John Hancock building. <laughs> That's it's all I remember. A Cessna. It. It's always a Cessna. And, and, the, and the sound... Is that effects, where the sound... Yeah, where it's just, like... Yeah, like a vibrating sound, like right. the, the sound entire effects time. In the background, like where the propellant was like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> like that's all you hear. And then when you crash, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy to say they've improved it that's in uh, the subsequent years. You know, it's always cool to like climb as steep as you can and watch your plane stall and try to get it started again before it crashes into the ocean or something. <laughs> yeah. That's always fun trying to push it. So I would I would tell everybody if you if you like flight simulators check it out it's free you got nothing to lose oh, yeah. and if you can go straight to Microsoft and download it I, I had problems on Steam it's free on Microsoft too it's free yeah it's a free huh. game and they're making their money selling the packs because oh okay you want to like fly in your own city maybe you know so you might want to buy right a Chicago pack or wherever you're from and check it out you know huh. 
It looks really cool, too. Um, I just said I want to fly. So that's what I did. So that's a cool game. Look into that. And uh, Dinky was uh, taking us on the... Uh, the uh, the theater trip with the Zelda 25th anniversary. There is a show that's playing right now, and it's coming to New York in September. It's called the Nerdalesque Show. Okay. And <laughs> what it is is it, it's really freaky. There, it's a troop of, I guess, geeks and nerds, uh, comprised of men and women. They're they're in their 20s maybe, uh, and they put on a burlesque kind of. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about nudity or whatever. So I was gonna say vintage. Uh, every, every episode, I have to, it wouldn't be me. No, I mean I don't even have to say anything at this point. He just he just is you know promoting this purpose. image all by himself. I, I'm not doing it on purpose, but <laughs> it just it is what it is. So anyway, <laughs> these geeks put on this show and they they'll do a D and D thing or they'll do a video game thing. I think right now they're doing a, a video game thing, and if you Look on Google and look at some of the pictures. They're really impressive. They'll take some of our favorite game characters, men and women. Like, you know, they'll have uh, Street Fighter's Vega, and they'll have him doing all this kind of dancing and stuff. But the cool thing is the women. For instance, they've got <laughs> Metroid. They've got Seamus. You know, at the end of Metroid, after yeah. she's revealed and she takes off her armor? Okay. This is the reverse. She comes on virtually naked on the screen and slowly starts putting the armor on, like, really, really sexy. <laughs> and then you see the whole Metroid armor at the end. They made this Metroid. It looks really cool. And they have good music and stuff. And they'll have, like, a sexy Chun-Li or they'll have Soul Calibur. And, you know, some of the women from Soul Calibur are just mind-boggling. And they look really good. <laughs> they look really awesome. So I like how you're talking about the guys and then you say, but the girls are the cool part. <laughs> the girls, are the, cool. the guys are cool too. Cause they'll take the freaky looking characters. You know, I can't remember the character if it's Badlands or whatever. It's just a freaky skinny looking dude with like tape on his nipples and stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> they'll, they'll have him come on the stage. And actually when I read the review, he got like some of the highest praises because he was just so freaky and weird. It's definitely weird, um, but I like what they do. I mean, they've taken a small little niche and they're just running with it. So they're going to be coming to New York in September. So I'm going to check them out and see what that's. It's about. crazy all the all the nerd stuff coming up. Yeah, it's funny. It's just I guess it's the age. It's just the right age now where we're at a certain point where we have the ability to put on shows and to write books and to well, make. Yeah, yeah, I mean, even even with the Zelda Zelda Symphony, I mean, I never would have assumed. They they sold out both nights in in the it's pretty much the main theater here in Pittsburgh and it was sold out pretty early because I went back to try and get some other tickets for the Saturday and you just couldn't get tickets so it's really cool I never expected that I'd be listening to Zelda music that I was playing when I was about six or seven years old you know and mm -hmm. going to hear a symphony play it because you're at the age now where you have some expendable money that you could use it absolutely yeah I mean the books I mean. Ready Player One. It's all about the nerd nation. Right? And it just keeps going. So that's yep. uh, that's something to look forward to. And, uh, look it up. See if it's coming to your city or not. Make sure you <laughs> have a couple of hot toddies before you go there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, I was going to hold off on mentioning this, but I, I think I will mention it. Uh, one of the other little side projects I'm doing right now, it's not quite ready, but I'm, I'm working on a, a website to... Uh, 
It's called toysandcartoons.com. It's one of my second loves besides video games and arcades. I love toys and cartoons. So it's going to be very much like my Mamecade stuff, but having to do with cartoons of the 80s and 90s and the toy lines that were associated with them, like you know the G.I. Joe cartoon and the Hasbro dolls or the Mattel dolls from He-Man and Master of the Universe. So that'll be something cool. So it's still being worked on. I hope uh, by the time our next podcast comes out, maybe they'll be uh, up and ready. And I'm looking for suggestions. I'm always looking for new content. So that'll oh, be fun. So you can check oh, it out. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Don't you also have a YouTube channel for that? Yeah, it, it, it was started a long time ago, but I, I never pushed it. So I thought what I'll do is once I get the website up, then the YouTube channel will be good for content to make some videos to upload to that as well. Okay. And and get uh, some other people involved in it as well uh, to to put content and um, it'll be a lot about toys, cartoons, the voiceover actors that are behind the cartoons. Like I'm really into that stuff, you know. If, like Starscream from the '80s cartoon was also Cobra Commander. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people know that. Like that's that's crazy. Um, you know, from Scooby Doo, uh, uh, Freddy has been Frank Welker for the last 30 years. The same guy has been doing it for 30 freaking years. And he's a genius. So a lot of stuff like that. So toysandcartoons.com. That's the new pet project from John P.O. Look for it coming to theaters near you. Coming soon. <laughs> coming cool. soon to a screen near you. <laughs> so that's been taking up most of my time. But uh, there you got it. Cool. That and looking up naked nerds. <laughs> naked nerds. <laughs> if it's nude, I'm there. <laughs> Even the guys look cool. Even the guys look cool. <laughs> sure. Oh man. That'll be the sound bite of this episode. Even the guys look cool. Well, should we should we move on to hot topics? Sounds good. What do you got? Alright. Well, the Olympics started. What I feel the hell like was I feel that? like I feel like we need to mention that. It's what the hell the, uh, was that? The Summer Olympics twenty twelve in London. Um, have any of you guys watched any of this? I watched some synchronized swimming, and I read about all the racism going on. I saw some handball action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a handball, like Olympic sport. It's crazy. Is uh, it pretty fun to watch? Um, How long did you watch it is the question. Like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all that fun to watch. London has been blown up this this year like crazy. Between the Jubilee that they had earlier like a month earlier and then this thing and then there was something else that happened before oh, the the wedding of uh, of william it was england's had a hell of a year oh yeah but uh yeah i don't know i think we're all kind of the same we're not really into all of that stuff but hey <laughs> it's cool i, I guess <laughs> all right all right so um moving on from the olympics i just have two quick things and they're and they're they're actually movie related um the remake of total recall is coming out uh tomorrow the august 3rd and at first i was kind of like yeah i think i'm gonna go see this because i just i love the you know the the um the arnold schwarzenegger one i mean that's one of my favorite movies it's just it's just classic like 90s arnold you know action movie yeah yeah and uh but then i well a review came out for it today and it wasn't very good and the more that i kind of was reading about this i thought 
this probably is going to be a red box rental for me because it sounds like they, well, first of all, I should back up and I should say, okay, Total Recall is actually based on a short story um, by a guy um, called Philip K. Dick. Um, he's an author, uh, an American novelist, and he did a lot of, he did several novels, but he also did a lot of short story type things. Um, and uh, and this guy's long dead. He, he died uh, in 1982 at the age of 53. But this guy, and I, I've started reading about his life and about his works, and I'm actually like really fascinated by him, and I want to start picking up a lot of his works and checking them out because the guy just seems so interesting, and he, I don't think he's gotten the credit that he deserves because he is the guy basically behind all these like awesome science fiction movies that we know, and I'll just list off a couple of them. Um, Blade Runner, uh, Total Recall, Screamers, Minority Report, uh, Paycheck. I mean, some of these are ended up being crappy movies, but nonetheless. Uh, Next, with Nicolas Cage, and then most recently, The Adjustment Bureau. That movie that came out with Matt Damon, which I kind of heard was, was kind of good. Um, anyway, all these movies were based on short stories or novels that were written by this guy, um, Philip Dick. I don't know. Had you guys ever heard of this guy before? Uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't know he did all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. And I mean, we all know these movies Yeah, and they were all basically like Hollywood just kind of stealing his ideas and, you know, I'm sure he got, you know. Definitely. Got, oh yeah, he, he definitely got a cut of all of this stuff. But the guy just seems like a totally interesting guy, and um, so yeah, jump on Wikipedia, and there's a really good article about him, and it you know lays out all of his works and stuff. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to pick up some of his writings and check them out. Um, yeah, it look, looks like you should check up that Ubik. Wh- which one is that? That's what they say. I looked up on Wikipedia. Time Magazine named Ubik one of the one of the 100 greatest English language novels since 1923. What is it about? No idea. <laughs> I just told you I didn't even know this guy oh, read all this okay. stuff. <laughs> you just got me curious, and now I'm yeah, looking it okay. up. Ubik, um, 1969. Science fiction. Yeah, extensive networks of physics and suspended state after death, eroding reality, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, it's, it's like hardcore, like sci-fi yeah. type stuff. Yeah. I mean... He wrote about alternate universes and futuristic government, like takeovers and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just heard Blade Runner and I'm yeah. interested, so, <laughs> I, so I had to so look it up. Wrote, right he wrote Blade Runner? Uh, yeah. They adapted the film off of his writing, yeah. About that. Oh, yep. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, and then the last thing is, uh, I, I just found out about this about a week ago. Somebody posted something over on Pete's game room forum that they're, they're coming out with a RoboCop remake in 2013. And there was a, tr- a trailer that got put out. And, and, you know, it doesn't really show anything. It's basically like an OCP commercial. Um, and it mentions like Ed 209. And it kind of hints about RoboCop is going to be, you know, their next big product. Um, and there's not a lot of information out on it right now. But uh, they do. They have like done the casting, I guess. uh Gary Oldman is is in it. I think isn't he isn't he in Batman? Isn't he the guy that yes. plays uh, Commissioner Gordon? Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is He's in, in everything. For I know. <laughs> yeah, I know right? I mean, that was a given. 
Okay, and then the guy that is going to play RoboCop is someone named Joel Kinnaman. I've never heard of this guy. Um, Does he have good jowls? Because you need good jowls to play I didn't. I didn't actually. It doesn't have a picture of him, but it says that he's 32 years old. And I kind of saw that and I just kind of did like a, I just kind of stopped that. And I'm like, okay, like, so this guy's now younger than me and he's going to be RoboCop. It's, <laughs> it just kind of is making me feel old. <laughs> like, I, 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 started, I started looking at this stuff. Like, I looked at some of the guys, like that one guy that played Thor. Yeah, don't do that. And, don't do that. And that guy's like in his 20s and I'm like, oh yeah. my God. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like getting old. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> Seriously. So anyway, yeah. Eh, you know, we'll see. see now, I mean. Are you going to go see, like you said, you might not go see Total Recall. I, I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm most not. of these remakes, I don't expect much, but I always, I usually go and check them out. Because if they are good, then you're really, then you're really pleased. Uh, that, yeah. That's Colin Farrell, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was on Conan the other day talking about it. He, okay. he really said nothing really good about his own movie, except the <laughs> fight scene with the girls were, were great. Yeah. That's what he could say about the whole movie. I'm gonna it wait. looked like a normal action movie from yeah. what I saw with the trailers, yeah. Yeah. But RoboCop, you got to go see that one. I, I think I'll have a hard time not seeing that. Yeah. I, just, I love the first two movies. They're awesome. Yeah. All right, Dink, what do you got? One thing I got excited about was um, Nights into Dreams is getting an HD remake or re-release in the fall. And uh, Vintage, you played this, but uh, John, you didn't? It's no. on It's on Sega Saturn. And I, I didn't have a Sega Saturn until just recently, like the past couple years. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the first games that I got, my friend recommended Nights into Dreams, and I loved it. Oh, it's such a good game. Um, Same. Same. Yeah. yeah. I, I put up a review of it, and I mean, I liked it. I, I finished playing the game, and I just put up a review right away. I loved it so much, yep. and it's it's weird. It's it's such a smooth game for being on the Sega Saturn. I wasn't expecting the controls to be real good, and just the music, and it's just a real playful game. Well, talk and, about the controller too. Yeah, well, I'm glad that my friend told me to get that controller to play it. It's um, I forget what they call it. They call it um, the 3D controller. Yeah, 3D controller. And you, if you're going to get it on the Sega Saturn, you definitely want to want to get one of these. Because back then, it was normally just a normal D-pad. So with the Xbox 360 and the new, it'll be out on PS3. And uh, you won't really have to worry about that because you have the analog. But um, basically, the controller was this big controller. It was almost it was like almost circular. And it was, it was pretty hefty. But it had this cool... I don't even know what you would really call it. It wasn't really an analog. It's a knob, isn't it? It's like a spinner. No. No. It's, no, it's, like like... An, it's kind of like an analog stick. It, yeah, but it's it's like a big one. Yeah. It, it feels really good. You know, it's kind of like that controller is basically the precursor to the Dreamcast controller, basically. Yeah, and, and you definitely want to get that controller if you're going to play it on the Sega Saturn. It's not expensive. The game's not even that expensive, I don't think. I I think I got it complete for maybe 20 bucks or something like that. I got to um, tell you something. What's that? All right, so, yeah, I got my Saturn probably in 2008 or nine off Craigslist. So I got the Saturn, uh, one regular controller... A boxed 3D controller and a complete Nights into Dreams 
and I paid like 20 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. How do yeah. you keep doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I got a good deal on my box console, but I didn't I didn't get I bought Nights into Dreams. <sighs> I get raped every time I buy a game. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, on Craigslist as well. You realize that's what he's Rock talking about. Like, I get John. killed. John, that's every raped every time, time he buys games on, on Craigslist. <laughs> Damn. Good, good good show, man. That's great. And think yeah. tell him about the Christmas uh edition. Well well, yeah, even before I get into that, um there was a PS2 HD. Well, it wasn't HD, it was on PS PS2, but it was an upgrade. And um, the graphics looked a lot better, and it was only released in Japan. So I've always wanted to get a copy of that. Yeah. And then now they say that they're releasing it on Xbox 360 and PS3. So I don't know how much it's going to cost. Probably only 10 to $15. But I would highly recommend everybody picking this up because it's one of my favorite Sega Saturn games. And it, it's going to look really nice in HD. But, yeah, I was, I was telling Vintage earlier, uh, they have a Christmas... I, I believe it came in a magazine, and it was a Christmas um, version of the game. Yeah. And it's only it's only a demo. It has two levels, and it has a bunch of extra bonuses that you can listen to music and stuff like that. I think, but uh, it was really cool how they how they put it together because you're playing through the original levels that are in the game, but instead of instead of normal lights and all the all the decorations that are in the levels. Everything is Christmas, so you have Christmas trees and Christmas lights all around and bells, and it's it's just a really cool remake that they put together just kind of as a as a bonus. Hmm. How how would you describe like the game if no one's ever played it or seen it before? As a comparison, I would have to imagine a two D side scrolling game in a three D world. So it's like you're in almost in a sphere and you're playing a side scroller, but the the backgrounds are 3D and and you you're flying basically yeah and you're flying and you do you have to basically fly around and collect all these uh, orbs and as you for each level let's say you'll need a hundred orbs so you'll have a time limit and you have to fly around the level and collect as many of these orbs as possible and then get back to the goal before the time limit runs out and I don't know about you vintage but when I first picked the game up. I was like, this is really hard. I didn't yeah. know what was going on. And yep. I, I couldn't get higher than a C or a D. They rank you from A to F, I guess. Yeah. And I could not get higher than a C. And I didn't know what was going on. Yep. And then I found out that as you fly around the level, if, if any of you are going to play it, definitely keep this in mind. As you fly around the level, you pick up all the orbs, and then you can bypass the goal because it's a, it's a continuous loop. So you can bypass where the goal is and do a second lap and collect all those orbs and keep going. And basically you want to go around as many times as fast as you can and collect as many as you can. Mm-hmm. And then with like less than five seconds left, you go into the goal and you get the you can get the A's. Mm-hmm. But it's really fun if you start really trying to collect them and get better at the game. It, it It's pretty yeah. addicting. And it does say that it's also going to be on Windows, so I'm sure eventually it'll be on Steam or something. I'll, I'll probably I can probably play it that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I can't wait to get it. It's one of the most excited that I've gotten for a remake in a long time. And and everything about it, it's just I don't even know how to really explain it. It's just a real like playful, cheery game, and the music's all the music's nice and fun. Would you Would you say that you've been dreaming about this game? <laughs> 
<laughs> for a long time, yes. Uh, sorry. I've been I've been listening to too much Gamester eighty one. I know. And then the uh. other thing too is I bought the Nintendo Wii version, Journey into Dreams, and I've heard such bad things about it that I yeah. haven't even tried it. I, I heard that too. Like I uh I saw the game. The only time I've ever seen it was I was at a flea market a couple years ago with Hard for Games, those guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, and in that, I did a video of it, and, and I actually saw it in the case. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know they did, you know, a, a, a Knights game. And, and yeah, Tony right away was like, oh, that yeah, that game sucks or something. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be really bad. And I I really wanted to play it. I got it for like $10. You something. should check it out and report back. See, the friend who recommended the original game to me, said don't even touch it he said it'll make you more mad than you'll get enjoyment uh how could it be that bad apparently he's usually he's usually somewhat right so i kind of trust his opinion you know yep so but yeah definitely check that out once it's uh once you can download it and for 15 dollars, it's it's a good alternative to getting the if you don't have a sega saturn you know do, yep. do they have screenshots released already for the hd version yeah, yeah, I think they do. Um, I saw a couple. I don't know how many they have. But, um, yeah, they do have some already up. Huh. Okay. I just remember that the main character, I guess it's a girl with the purple outfit. For some well, there's, reason. Yeah, there's two characters. You you play as two kids, and then they go into, like, a dream, basically, <sighs> and you change into knights. I'm so weird. Like, when I see certain things, I get turned off. Or, you mean the weird, like, purple suit? Yeah, there? like, yeah. I saw that that character, and I'm like, all right, that's the playable character, and I really just got turned off by it. I don't <laughs> know why. Just the look of it. Well, maybe if maybe if the character was naked, then that would be... <laughs> I was going to say that, too. <laughs> <laughs> too many clothes. That's the problem. Oh, man. I totally was thinking that, too, Vintage, and I was like, I already, I already busted his balls a little bit about it earlier, so I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> that might have something to do with it now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's it's too okay. Well, yeah. you have to download it when it comes out though. Yeah, it's, I'm going to take a look at it. You'll like it. It's a fun game. Yeah, I'm going to definitely take a look at. It. Do they have like changeable skins for this game? <laughs> probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. They'll probably up. be all really tight and gay looking. Yeah. <laughs> that can make it look a little more appealing to me. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> and then the other thing that I I was looking up and it's still supposedly only rumored but apparently uh, there might be an Xbox 720 developer's kit that's uh, coming out, and it's supposed to be codenamed Durango. Durango. So I don't know I don't know if it's real. Um, it seems like it's, it's supposed to be somewhat, and it's, I guess, supposed to have 8 gigs of memory, 64-bit, and supports DirectX 11, so it's supposed to be pretty powerful. But uh, I don't really know what to expect from the next consoles. I, I didn't really think about it too much until I saw that. But um, I don't do you know. think that's going to be something that they're going to do where there'll be these development kits for all these next gen? I, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Um, it'd be, it'd be kind of cool in a way and not in other ways, you know? Yeah. But I, it's, it's going to be kind of weird on the Xbox because everyone was talking about how they might have... Uh, like you can't buy used or play used games and things like that, so right. it's kind of going to be up in the air how they're going to go with it. I'm I'm kind of curious, but I'm pretty sure I'll be picking it up. What do you got, John? Uh, now I talked to Vintage and you guys. I sent you guys emails because YouTube once again has changed my homepage. 
it it hasn't happened across the board to everybody. I think I read that if you want to look at the new homepage, there's something you can do uh, on your computer to to make it load the homepage. I I don't know exactly how that works, but they've changed it again. I'm going to look at it real quick. It's the most annoying thing in the world. Just when you think you got used to it, now, now the, the hey, you're middle, like a test dummy. I am a test dummy or, or a dummy just flat out because <laughs> this is driving me crazy and I don't get it because I can't stand Facebook more or less. I, I don't understand Facebook and everybody understands Facebook. This is becoming like Facebook. YouTube is moving to become a social network. That's all I can see here because now the center feed where I think on you guys you have a box that says show highlights – um, I'm not sure what it says because yeah, I ours is all the videos, like yeah. the the videos that people commented or watched or whatever. Right, you can you can make it so that you see only the people that you're subscribed to, what they upload. Yeah, not anymore. Now I see everybody. So if you watched a video and commented on Vintage's video, I'll see you up there and Vintage's video saying we recommend this video because you're a friend. Dinky Dana commented on it and it just becomes a, a big mess in the middle of recommendations and favorites and who commented and you can't turn it off. There has to be a way because that, that would drive me The only way that I discover that I can see only what people are uploading is if I go to the upper right hand corner and click subscriptions, subscriptions yeah. yeah, and that's it and then I'll see just my subscriptions which is annoying because I have to take extra steps to get to it instead of the middle. A couple of things that are nice on the left-hand side now, they have a list of maybe 20 of your followers that you're following, and there'll be a number next to it. Every time they do something, that number will climb, and they'll move up the rank. So if somebody has done in the last week 10 videos, they'll be up top as opposed to someone who's done just a video in the last month. He'll be at the bottom of the list. So they sort them in activity. But you wouldn't need that. Yeah, that's kind of stupid too. Cause... Yeah, you wouldn't need that if they just kept it the way it was where you see the activity. Yeah, so... that's like if I if I make a video or like somebody – yeah, I guess I would be a good example. If I make a video once a month, <laughs> I wouldn't show up. <laughs> you wouldn't you know? show up. Yeah, and you'd miss yeah, it. <laughs> I'd miss it, right. So the only thing that I do now is I, I look at my subscription only, which would be nice if you can set that as a homepage. You can't. Mm-hmm. And – People that I really, really want to know when they put up a video, I have YouTube email me that a video has gone up so I don't miss it, which then fills my email box if I have all my subscribed people that I want. To yeah. send. It's, it's just really stupid. I hope this isn't the final thing. Yeah, let's just hope that they're testing it out and gave you access and changed some stuff up before. Plus, it's naked. It's just this white screen that is really bland. I sent you a screenshot. It's yeah. Just, it's, you, you can't. You can't do anything with the page. You can't change the colors. That's so weird. It's really weird. I don't like it at all. It's all about recommendations and keeping you going in circles with your friends commenting and recommending. It's Facebook. YouTube is turning into Facebook. See, I I think that when you went to Google, they, like, injected you with some kind of, like, tracker or something. Some (laughs) kind of microchip. Yeah, you can't use my computer because then my, <laughs> my YouTube will change. And so, like, they're like, yeah, they're they're just you're their guinea pig, and somehow they're screwing with you and messing with all of your settings. Yeah, yeah. It was, I, and they video, they videotaped. 
and and they and they did anal probing on you as well. (laughs) I guess I guess no one else that you guys are following this has happened. No one's talking about this. Am I the only sucker? No. No. Well, you were the one. You got that store tab before nobody else had that either. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. It's It's coming, guys. It's coming. So I don't like it. Um, I I don't think you'll like it either. It's really frustrating. You can't turn it off. Well, I'll wait till the very last second until they force me, like I always do. Yeah. You need to do like like Douglas Quaid in Total Recall and take a wet towel and wrap (laughs) it around your head and walk around like that. Listen, if there was a girl with pretty boobs, I'd do it. Oh man. That's All right, so so that's what I'm I'm upset about YouTube. This is a change that's happened what <laughs> four months since the last change. Yeah. All right, so that's we'll put that away. Um, in past in past <laughs> episodes, I talked about one of my favorite games, which is the Ultima series, which was on the Apple computers and Commodore 64s, and eventually made it to uh, Nintendo in a different kind of format, but. Ultima was a, a great game, and it spawned nine games. I love it. Um, the guy who made that, Richard Garriott, made a ton of money doing that. In fact, he made so much money, this guy bought a ticket into space. Um, his father was an astronaut, and he followed suit. I think he's the first person ever in the world where a father and a son have gone into space. And he, So anyway, this fellow sold the whole Ultima brand to EA back in like 2004 and EA has sat on it and done nothing so what the money he made he went to space he he's, he went to work for NC Soft he was uh, big on uh, City of, uh, of Heroes and uh, a bunch of other games so um, he has now made a new company in Texas that's where he is uh, and supposedly he is making a game that is very Ultima like EA finally, after nearly a decade, has decided to come out with a new Ultima, calling it Ultima Forever. Now they have the rights to all the character names, the rights to all the locations. Um, it's a very, it's a fantasy-esque world where you, you know you have all these city locations that are very famous. Uh, and what made Ultima so great was uh, it was one of the first games that had morals and values that you had to follow to become a better person, to become an avatar. That was the whole point of Ultima Four: Quest of the Avatar. So now. EA is making a new one. Uh, Richard Garriott is coming out with a new game, and he's calling it, I think the the uh, working title is uh, Britannia something. Neo-Britannia. Britannia was the, the realm of Ultima. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird to see these two titans coming out with games that are going to mirror each other. Uh, obviously, Richard Gary can't use the specific characters that he used in the original game because he doesn't have the rights to it. I understand he tried to buy it back, but EA said no. So now EA's coming out with an Ultima Forever. He's coming out with an Ultima clone. Uh, it's going to be interesting. probably be better. <laughs> I, I'm hoping his will be better because yeah. I've lost all faith in EA. If you want oh, something yeah. ruined, give it to EA. I, I didn't know that he was making it until just last week, so it's very interesting. He's doing it very quietly. He's got some investors, and I don't know exactly the timing or how it's going to come out. I got a funny feeling there's going to be a lot of corporate espionage going on to see you know, what you're doing there, how are you working it there. So that's something that I'll be watching in the, the coming months to see when it's coming out. Ultima Forever will be coming out uh, 
end of the year. It'll be on iPad first. It'll be a free game. Um, I believe that Richard Garriott's game will be free as well, so it's going to be a head-to-head. The original creator making a part two un- unsanctioned. It's going to be cool. Yeah, so, that should be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for screenshots. Uh, it's it's very quiet right now. So See, I wish I had played the, the originals because, I mean, I played Ultima Online, but you didn't get as much of the the background. I mean, I, you do some, but not right. quite as much, you know? If you go to good old games, GOG, I think you can get Ultima 4 for free and play it for free. But okay. knowing you uh, or anybody with today's gaming sensibilities, it, it'll almost be torturous to play it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's tile-based. You know, Back then, it, it's very, very time-consuming to move with the keyboard, no joysticks, no heavy action. It's more like a tactics game. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't usually get bugged by that stuff a ton. So, okay, well, I mean, I, I think it's free. Um, I, I know I downloaded it free. It might be one of those games that God kind of recycles free, and then four dollars or something like that. But that will be cool. Uh, another nice. thing I wanted to talk about was uh, last po- podcast we talked about the um, Ouya, that uh, Android-based yep. game. So since then, they they started a Kickstarter project to raise, I think they wanted to raise uh, close to a million dollars. Well, let me take a look at what they've got now on their Kickstarter page. I think right now, with nine days to go, they've raised so far $6.4 million. They just wanted 900000 originally. So it's yep. just a runaway hit. And it's, uh, it's filling up all the news circuits. Um, oh, yeah, big time going to be free. See, when I talked to you about this last month, everybody was scratching their heads going, what the hell is it? You know, didn't make sense. Yeah, once you see that money going into there. Yeah, then you see it's like, wow, they've got all this money and uh, and they're not supposed to compete head-to-head with, you know, the Nintendos. and the, it's, it's not a competitor or a threat to them, but what they want to do is they want to keep games on TVs. They believe strongly that games need to be on TVs, not on tablets, not on pads. Um, their controller will have a tiny little touchscreen on it. Um, I saw some specs on it. It looks pretty cool. It, you had mentioned that it looks kind of like a, a GameCube, um, and it kind of does. Uh, yeah. The controllers look cool. Um, I like maybe, how the buttons like are the word "ouya" or whatever the heck. It's like I couldn't figure out how. It's to like "ouya" uh, are the buttons, yeah. the four buttons. <laughs> what a weird name. I know, really. I mean, what is the official pronunciation of I this? I think it's Ouya. Uh, why are they doing this? Why can't they call it something normal? They might actually, I mean, they might call it something different once it actually releases, but probably not with all the press it's getting now well, with this name. Just look at the Wii. The, I mean, seriously, <laughs> the first time you heard the word, the game is going to be called Wii, Nintendo Wii. Didn't you think that yep. was the most... Terrible name ever conceivable. <laughs> yes, and I still do. Okay, but yet... That's why he doesn't own one. You're asking the wrong guy. Selling <laughs> Nintendo console ever. It, it just recently passed the NES in total sales. But but you know what? Okay. Now, who is behind this ooh yeah? Like, who who are these people? Now... Does anybody even know? Yes. Are they a company? I mean, I, I just don't get this at all. Julie Ehrman, a game industry veteran, founded the project. What is her resume? VIP and GM of digital distribution for IGN Entertainment. Okay, she has some skill. Okay, now the designer is uh, Eve Behar, which uh, is um, the founder of Fuse Project. This is the guy you go to 
when you want something to look cool and sleek like an Apple product. Like if you look at his um, his resume, you know he he makes all this funky looking industrial kind of stuff, all different stuff, not just electronic stuff. But if you want your thing to look cool, you go to this guy. Mm-hmm. So he's designing the look and the aesthetics of it. Uh, former VP of Microsoft's game publishing Ed Freeze, former CEO of Bill Shrink, and former VP of Photo Bucket Peter Fram. Okay. And All right, so these people have some experience. There's definitely some experience behind it, and I'm sure a, a bunch of other people have jumped on this since the money started pouring in because everybody was going to want to be part of this. So this article is already a month old from July. So, but if the games are free, like how do what's well, in it for the developers of the games? I don't they're going to be free in the beginning. And then they're probably going to have some kind of economic system where you can buy add-ons. That's where everything's going, man. It's the nickel and dimes. It's it know. is, and and yeah, I mean, you could have a problem with that, but it also can work well if they do it right, where you're actually getting content for what you're paying for. Yeah, it yeah. can work well. So it's, sure. it's we're going to see how they put it together. Yeah, and it's and it's amazing. like they say. Like some of the potential games, I mean, they're gonna they might have Minecraft on there, which would be huge, right? And it only costs ninety nine dollars. Yeah, that's so. another thing. You get a lot of uh, hardware. There's some good specs for just ninety nine dollars. Uh, I can see this really being a popular system, especially if they can get the the people behind it. The the indie developer has come back, and uh, uh, things like the App Store on on iPhones and Android Marketplace have proven that you could make games, and there can be some good quality games too, and they don't have to be very expensive, as long as you have the quantity uh, of of consumers backing up. Uh, I have no problem buying a ninety nine cent game. I can't buy a $60 game anymore. You know, it's just not the environment to to buy games like maybe we used to back, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, even just from listening to the games that I've mentioned on the podcast a lot, mm-hmm. a ton of those games are just downloadable games, $10, $15. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you get a ton of gameplay out of them. They're a lot of fun. Right. So I'm pretty curious about it, and especially for that price tag. Yeah. So I think the public could, is, is cool. sick. They're sick of paying subscriptions, you know. Blizzard is now, you know, World of Warcraft, you can play up to level 20 for free. And I think the biggest thing, again, EA just constantly misstepping. They spent so much money on Knights of the Old Republic, 300-something million dollars on the game, and they can't sell it. And now they've just announced that you can play up to level 50 for free starting, I think, this fall. They're, they're taking yeah, a that's pretty crazy. That's insane, level 50. I mean... I mean, you for you, level fifty is a real thing. For me, I hardly get past level thirty before I move <laughs> on to the next thing. Seriously, yeah, so, I can see that. This is this is a boon for me. This is great, you know. Yeah. Um, people won't pay subscriptions anymore. The sad thing is that the downloadable content is is going to screw the consumer. The fact that there won't be physical copies in the future. The fact that a company like EA can stop you from playing if they want to, even though you have you bought the game. If you said some naughty words on the forum, they can block you. Just that kind of stuff is kind of scary that you never actually own a downloadable game. You're just licensing it. That's kind of scary. But, yeah, I mean, it. see, I kind of look at it as for $99 right. and a lot of the stuff is going to be free or incredibly cheap. Right. I mean, I like, you know me, I love having a physical copy. Yes. But I'm also open. I mean, a lot of the downloadable games—they're totally worth it. And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, 
not support it because I like physical copies of games. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, especially if a lot of this stuff is free and open source and stuff, it could. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty cool. I just hope it doesn't get all that money and then come out and flop. <laughs> and and another thing, they said they're gonna have the uh, streaming with on live, so they're gonna have streaming games. Right. Right. So. So yeah, so it doesn't even have to be a super powerful system. You just need a good internet connection. Yeah, which which on live is probably loving that because they came out with theirs and it it didn't do anything. It didn't do good, right? It was yeah. too soon, right? So this so this might save this might save the company. Yeah, right. Well, if I had ninety nine dollars, <laughs> I I was in Toys R Us the other day and they have a nice uh, a white PS two slim uh, boxed new. And I think I think I'd rather get that. Did you see the white PS2 I got at the flea market the one time? No. Or well, oh yeah. yeah, I probably it's like a, did. A but Sing I just Star forgot. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. It comes with that Sing Sing they song. They still have it at your at your store. There's two of them at my Toys R Us. How much are they charging? Ninety nine bucks. Yeah, should I go get when it? I look. I don't know. I got mine for like fifteen. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, this is like, I don't know. Bo- this is boxed and new. Yeah, mine's all boxed up and everything. I couldn't believe it. It's crazy. I'm, I'm probably not going to because I, I well, you know, I have. It's, it's pretty nice looking, man. I know, but I, I really want to. What I want to get is a second slimline because you know I've been playing mine all. You know, I have mine hooked up right now, and I my OCD is acting up, and I don't like that bare space on my shelf. You know, because I've taken mm-hmm. the PS2 down. So I'm like, well, I want to. Ninety nine bucks. I mean, that's not bad. If you're gonna get, unless you're gonna get one at a thrift store or something, you're probably gonna be spending. I, around I've been that. looking on Craigslist, so I, I saw a boxed black one, and it, they were asking, I think, thirty or something like that. And I, I messaged but, them, and they just ignored me. But you got to be careful with those too, because there's especially the fat ones. No, no, no. It's the slim okay. line. Yeah, yeah, because the slims. Are pretty reliable, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have to worry too much, but I don't know, man. The white one is pretty cool. Mm. He's gonna get another older console instead of the new yeah. edge, <laughs> cutting yeah. edge I, I, stuff yeah. that has free games. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't know. It just confuses me. I don't know. I'm not interested. <laughs> oh man. Well, we'll let you know how it is. Okay. We'll give you. A... It'll be like the Spider-Man. You're going to buy one anyways. Like, oh, this is this is awesome. This is great. I like this. Anything's possible. <laughs> oh, it looks, like, it looks like Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy 3 will be a launch title on there. So, kind of interesting that they're somewhat supporting. I don't know what that actually means. but You know, it just might be that these developers are so sick of the rules and regulations that the console people have been like putting out with them and mm-hmm. giving them hard times. They just might be blessing this just to to do something different. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, okay. When's that? March March 2013, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the last uh, last podcast when we had Johnny on, uh, we did a segment and we called it the top five. And we basically picked and we did RPGs. Um, and as we were doing it, we kind of parsed it by saying, okay, well, this really isn't an official top five list because it's really hard to pick out of all the great games and whatnot. And so we kind of morph that into, well, these are more like recommendations. So we've been trying to, you know, think about how we want to do this going forward. And, uh, 
we're having a hard time coming up with like a, a good name for this segment. And, and so we actually want to put it out to the reader or <laughs> to the readers, <laughs> to the listeners. Um, you know, what do you think we should do? Because the, the idea of this part, we like the idea of having like a list of five things or five suggestions, something along those lines. And, and we want this segment not to be limited to video games. So, you know, in the future, it might be like we recommend, you know, some, you know, specific kind of movie or it really could be anything. I mean, by and large, it's going to be video game related. Like this time we want to talk about, you know, Nintendo games, you know, like some of our favorite Nintendo games. And so we want this to be kind of like a recommendation. And I, I've thrown out a few suggestions that that these guys keep shooting down. <laughs> um, <laughs> so stuff like, uh, well, the one thing we, we I thought of was high five. <laughs> so, you know, and John started talking about drugs and all this other stuff. So, okay, so that one wasn't going to work. Yeah, you're going to make bong sounds before it? Right. <laughs> I was thinking, like, give give me a high five. I know, I hadn't even thought of that until John brought it up. <laughs> These are, like, five things that are high on our personal recommendation. But, okay, so that's not going to work, apparently. Yeah, man, you should try this game. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, this is a good game. What's it called? I don't know. All right, so then, so then Dinky said, "Oh no, I don't like this." Blah 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 blah. So then I came out with a couple more, and so I said, "All right, well, what about this? Five things, things we like, stuff we like." H R R O, H R R recommends or hit reset recommendations, and and then I so I sent that to these guys, and it was just radio silence. So they don't like those suggestions either. Oh yeah, we didn't even answer, did we? So, ignored it. I don't even think I wrote something back. That's I think my next email was just a different topic. So anyway, we're going to continue with the segment with no name. <laughs> um, and we'd really love to hear from you guys. So go into the forums. Go on to uh, hitresetradio.com and tell us what you think we should call this because we, we think it's something good. We just need to, we need to figure out how to package it very nicely. For this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about our top five recommended nes games again these may not may or may not be our favorite games some of them may be common some obscure but these are five games that we wanted to talk about for this podcast so uh why don't we start out with mr dinky dana all right yeah and for me i didn't i didn't pick my favorite nintendo games because a lot of them are kind of traditional you know a lot of people already know about them so I kind of went through and thought up some games that I thought people might not have played and some of my favorites and the first one is going to be Jackal have you guys played this game wait this is the first one or is this well five this it's not really a not five number five to number one because they're they're just just recommended games games. okay yeah they're not my favorites so they're not in any particular order or anything no particular order um, and then we'll, we'll do like we did last time. We'll, you know, Dinky will say one and then John and then me. Right. Okay. But, um, okay. So Jackal, is this the one where you're in like a Jeep? Yeah. 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 And, in um, is it like two player, like co-op or is it yeah, just, that's what, that's why I have so much fun with it. Okay, you're, yeah. You, you drive around in a Jeep and you know, you shoot your regular bullets in the beginning. They're those single bullets that's in all the games and, uh, it's made by Konami. And you go around and you're basically saving saving prisoners and you drive around and they're they're in buildings. So you drive around and you want to find these buildings and 
you shoot the buildings and then the door opens and your the prisoners come out. So you have to kill everything to get to them. And you get weapon upgrades. So as you upgrade your weapon, it starts becoming more powerful. And then eventually it shoots into a plus and it starts taking things out real well. And it's just so much fun to play two-player. It's really good one-player as well. But uh, it's one of my favorite co-op games on the Nintendo. So definitely check that one out. And it, it gets pretty tough towards the end, but it's still it's still beatable. Mm. So definitely, Yeah, definitely I don't have that. I'm, I'm going to add that to my my list here yeah and it's not very expensive either most of mine i don't think any of mine are really expensive so i've seen i've definitely seen it yeah i've seen it out there oh it's fun especially if you can get someone else to play it with it gets crazy all right john how about yourself um i'm gonna say let's see i have my list here mappy land now if you're familiar with the original mappy was a little mouse that would run around jumping on trampolines avoiding a, a bunch of cats it was very very popular in the arcades there was a uh, home console ports to virtually every console this is like a part two to that it was uh made by namco in 83 and unlike the original which was very plain you now have um themed settings so there'll be a wild west setting a pirate ship setting moving platforms where you jump on trampolines you gather certain uh goals like um you know, in one board it might be cheese, another board it might be something else. And uh, what was great about this is if you're familiar with the original Mappy, there are very distinct sounds on every time you hit a trampoline and every time you got uh, a cheese or an open the door. They kept the same sounds, which was really clever and smart. And uh, they added some really good music to it. So it's a fun game. It's real simple. Pick up and play. And it, it does... Pretty good homage to the original. It adds uh, an element that you have a family now, you have a Mrs. Wife, you have a junior. Uh, it doesn't really make it too sappy, uh, but it's a fun game. So I like Mappy Land for one of my picks that you should try out. All right, my turn. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to recommend, uh, in the spirit of The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Batman uh, for the NES, this came out in 1989. Uh, it's by Sunsoft. Just awesome. Uh, it's it's loosely based on the, the the Batman movie that came out with Michael Keaton, and uh, but it's just such a great game. Um, you know, you're you're going around. You, you know, you've got your batterings and all this other stuff, and, and and it has wall jumping. So it's it's a really great platformer. Great music. Graphics are great. Um, and it's it's pretty challenging too. Is this um, yeah? It is. Have a batarang, a grappling hook, well, and you can change them. Yes, um, I don't think you have a grappling hook, but you have like um, you have the batarang, kind of like and a ninja Gaiden almost. Kind of, yeah. Okay. You've you've got a lot of different kind of projectile weapons. I think there's like a there's almost like something that's kind of like a gun, but it's not. I think they uh. call it a spear gun or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's pretty tough. I, I remember playing it as a kid and I could, I, I could get all the way to the Joker and I couldn't beat the Joker. Yeah. He's, <laughs> it, it's like, it's like damn It's like impossible. one of those bosses that is, yeah. that's rumored. Like everybody wants to own him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, that's, that's, that's a great game and it's, you know, generally not that expensive either. So if you haven't ever played it, you got to get that one. Cool. I guess I'll be up next. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go another co-op one, and that's Cabal. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about this game until maybe a year ago. And my friend kept talking about it. He said, he said it was so much fun, and it was co-op, and you know, I we should, I should try and find it and play it. And I finally picked it up, 
and man, it is fun. It's like a, I don't know exactly what they would really call these. It was a 1988 arcade game, and it's it's one where you uh, you you can play with two people. So you're on the screen and you're shooting into the screen. So you're shooting all the enemies, and then once you clear that wave, I guess you move to the next. You you your character runs into the screen, and then you play the next one. And there's I think five levels, and each one has four parts. And it's a lot of fun. You duck behind cover and you have to take out... You have, like, grenades that you could throw over at the enemies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's another really fun kill-up. It's, uh... I was surprised how much fun it was. He kept talking about it, and I'm really glad I picked it up. So, yeah, definitely get it if you see it. It's not expensive either, so if you see it out, you could probably get it for, yeah. I don't know, five, ten bucks. It, That's it, Cabal it, with a C, not a K, right? Yeah, C-A-B-A-L. Yeah, that is, um... That is a really unique game, and it's actually by Milton Bradley... They, they they came out with a series of uh, awesome games on on the NES, and I actually went out and I, I collected all of them. Um, so I have this game, and it is it is a good one. And it, Milton Bradley they also did like Captain Skyhawk, which mm-hmm. is, is actually on my list too. <laughs> uh, now what and, what would you call that style of game where you're running into the screen? Because there's a lot of them. I don't know what it would be right. categorized as. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a shooting game. You know, because yeah, you have the crosshairs, but at the same time, you have to move your character around to avoid being hit. So I don't even know. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, the the gameplay is just fun, and it's not too difficult right. where you're going to get mad. I, I really want to play the arcade version because I, I think that would be a blast. All right, John, your turn. Uh, classic Empire Strikes Back for the NES. Basically, anything that has to do with the planet of Hoth, I love. Loved Hoth games. Any game that has Hoth, this one uh, takes place on Hoth. One of the weird things about the beginning of this game is, you know, the iconic uh, opening credits where usually you have the the yellow text and it floats off into space. I guess Nintendo couldn't quite get the graphics just right, so they just have text going straight up instead of, like, (laughs) the perspective being correct, which is kind of pathetic. But the music is is very Star Wars-like, and there's even some digitized sound. Uh, I think uh, Obi-Wan says to use the force in this game. Um, it's a classic platformer. Uh, you, you're doing it on a tauntaun half the time. You've got lightsabers. You've got jumping and uh, you know, side-scrolling action. Yep. Um, and then, of course, uh, at uh, one point, you're flying around in your, uh, in your speeder and you're taking out at-ats. So I like this game a lot. I like any game that has to do with, with Star Wars and, and Hoth, but this one is a fun game and I remember it fondly. Yep, that's on my want list as well. Oh, you don't have that one? No, nope, not yet. Okay. It's a good Crazy. one. I have Star Wars on NES, but not, not the second game. Mm-hmm. Making a note for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm up, and since I already mentioned it, I'll go with, with Captain Skyhawk. This is one of my favorite games. I, I remember getting this for Christmas one year. And uh, playing at my grandparents' house. And I, I just played it for forever, like all night. Developed actually by Rare uh, and published by Milton Bradley in 1990. And, and this is a, it's kind of like an like an isometric vertical shooter. And uh, so you're, you're flying in like an F-14, but, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like, you, you but you fly through space. <laughs> and, you know, you fly to these different planets and... and um, yeah, it's kind of a bizarre game, but it's it's a it's a lot of fun. 
uh, and it's really fast, and the graphics look cool, and it has kind of this 3D effect to it. Yeah, so. that's they they have a cool 3D effect on it. It looks pretty good, and yeah. like you blow up stuff, and then these they like explode down in 3D. It's kind of yep. neat. And there's two there's two gameplay modes. So the main mode is you know you're flying on this 3D world or whatever, and you know you have to avoid mountains, and there's different things shooting at you, and of course there's enemies, and you can do barrel rolls and stuff like that. Do a barrel uh, roll. Yeah, and then <laughs> there, there's always some kind of a boss um, that you fight kind of at the end and then and then then there's a second mode where it's almost like you're you're doing top gun but in a third person perspective so you're flying in the air and you're flying and you're battling these other planes and you have a, like a little cross here and there's special weapons that you can pick up but i mean i usually just upgrade my main gun and you get to a certain point where you can just hold down the button and just waste everything on the screen <laughs> so, nice captain skyhawk Dinky. Cool. Yeah, the next one I'll, I'll talk about is Adventures of Lolo. And there are actually three. Uh, they, I believe they're, they get more expensive in order, one to three. Mm. But uh, the first one's really cheap. And it's a puzzle game. And I don't know. I just really enjoyed this game. It really makes you think. But what you have to do is you go around and you can collect. Uh, you have to basically collect uh, little heart icons, I guess. And you have to get all of them before you can progress to the next level. So you have to go around and push blocks. And uh, it, it's just a lot of fun as a puzzle game. And I don't even remember the story. Uh, I haven't played it in a while. But uh, if you're looking for a good puzzle game on the Nintendo, definitely check that one out. Have you guys played it? No, I have uh -huh. not. And I'm not, I'm not huge into the a lot of the 8-bit puzzle games. I'm kind of like, meh. See, I'm not I'm not usually huge into a lot of them, but something about this one, it it was just a lot of fun. But this is even one that I I mean, when I was young, I never beat it. Mm. I I still don't know if I would ever beat it without looking stuff up. It it gets really hard, and basically every game you're going into a tower. So there are I forget how many levels, but you go through each each floor, and there might be like eighty or something. So there's a ton of levels, but as you go through, you you beat a level, and then you're moving up a floor, and you try to get to the end, but uh. It's a lot of fun. Basically, you have to determine what pattern to push the blocks and to destroy the enemies and to be able to get all the little heart icons. But it's a, it's a lot of fun. Pick up, pick up. I think the first and second are pretty cheap. I think the third one might be a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. One of the better puzzle games on the, on the Nintendo. It's my turn, huh? Yep. <clears throat> okay, uh, I picked Goonies 2. Now, this is a Konami game also, and it may not be the best Konami game. Um, graphically, it's not super stellar, but it is fun to play. If you like platformers, this is as pure a platformer as you're going to get. Uh, I, I have a lot of memories playing this game, and the music is, is really fun. If you're a, a fan of the movie The Goonies, uh, you know that uh, there's the Fratelli brothers... And they kidnap your friends, and you're trying to rescue your friends. And there's even a mermaid at the end of the game that you have to rescue. Ugh. I know. I know. It's, I, listen, we said it's not super popular games. This is kind of different. I actually hate this game, but please continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for taking the sails and blowing them apart. <laughs> I love the Goonies. But this game... I think I remember. I don't know where. Have you have you <laughs> about this game before somewhere? Yes, I 
Where was it? Because I swear I've heard a video, it before. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. I did a I did a joint <laughs> video with Dami from Yeah, uh, that's where it was. I remember that. Right. From Classic Games Revi- Revisited. And we did a debate on this game. <laughs> and it was like a two part video. It was a good video. And he liked it and I didn't like it. Right. Um but yeah. So I, yeah. I won't read. We'll put a link to that video because uh, <laughs> put a link to the video. Yeah, you know what? That's just, vintage could talk about it for a while. It's so actually like if the video, the sound quality is very poor. Um, it's unfortunate because it was one of the. It was you know several years ago, and we didn't know what we were doing, and we were yeah. trying to record a Skype call, and my you know my microphone was really low, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a bad video, but I just remember this. <laughs> But uh, you're you know what, vintage. Sean? I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Don't listen, let vintage ruin listen, your fun. Listen, yeah, I, he's totally squashed it. The whole point of this list is just to put out different stuff so you can get a taste of all different things. Doesn't have to be the best game. So, I like the Goonies. <laughs> I now, like the Goonies. It's it's not as good as some other Goonie games. I mean, I mean, the Commodore 64 Goonies is great, but we're not talking about the Commodore 64 in this in this segment. So. Um, Look, it's you know that's all. I'm not going to go I, into much more detail. You, you've already destroyed it. So no, not, no, no, no. Vintage I, wants to put more input into this. He's going to bash it down even that's more. That's what I'm saying. The more I say, the more he's going to. You've got I, a yo-yo. You've got a boomerang and a slingshot. Wants, he's Shoot. got something to say. What is it, Vintage? I want Goonies to the movie. <laughs> yeah. I want. You wouldn't even I, go see it anyways. You'd make your dad pay for it. No, I would go. And look, it wasn't my dad's <laughs> birthday, okay? If it was my dad's birthday, I would have paid for his Spider Man ticket. Sure. <laughs> but anyway, I do want to see a Goonies 2 with like everybody all grown up and stuff. I mean, how awesome would that be? Like, yeah, that'd so be cool. It would be weird because Chunk is good looking now and thin. And and right and and Rudy is like all fat and stuff and yeah <laughs> yeah if anyone hasn't seen the Goonies definitely watch that movie oh yeah it's a classic. no doubt okay yeah, take yours is it my turn yes all right um so for my next one I'm gonna t- talk about Super Dodgeball oh you know have you guys played this one no really Super oh. Dodgeball missed it's, it it's so awesome it's like I played it a long time ago yeah oh no you got to get this um so it's basically just dodgeball and and you play with um I think you have seven guys on a team and they have all different countries and so you know and all the guys are you know they have different um different kind of special throws and so yeah you play on this court and there's four guys in the kind of main play area. And then they have, wait, 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 wait. I think it's three and no, it's six total. Th- three and three. Yeah. Right? So there's three guys in the main area. And then there's three guys on the side, like on the opposite end. So if I, if I was, if I threw the, the, the ball and maybe I missed somebody, I didn't hit them. Like, well, my players would be on the other side and they could pick up the ball and they could try to throw it at the other guys and, Anyway, but yeah, the gist of it is it's, it's dodgeball and there's like all these special kind of throws and, you, you know, you just when you hit somebody, it shows their hit points or it shows like how many points you took off. And so the idea is that you want to like keep hitting people until you kill them and they go like they turn to a little angel and it's kind of a tournament type thing and um, it's very fun. So you actually kill the other dodgeball players? You, you, you kill them. By hitting them multiple times with a dodgeball. Weird. Yeah, because they'll have like 10 hit, 10 hit points Weird. and they lose one for a regular hit. And then 
the, th- the thing I like about it is some of the well, you have different throws that you can use, so they're like power up throws. Right. But like, if you hit somebody with a power up one, sometimes it'll deal a ton of damage, and they'll like go flying out one side of the screen and in the other, and yes, it'll smack off like there's a like there's a frame around it, and they'll bounce off the wall and stuff. Yeah, they'll fly it's, through the screen. That's that's the best part. Like they'll fly out the back screen and come out the front. And yeah, land it's back. funny. Or sometimes you'll hit them with like an uppercut, and <laughs> they'll go flying up like straight up in the air, and you see this little shadow on the ground, and then the shadow gets small, and then it gets bigger, and they just come slamming down on the ground. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, that's it's a fun game. All right, Dinky, back to you. Uh, next one I'll say is Little Nemo Dream Master. And uh, I really like this was my sister's favorite game growing up. And um, I, I didn't pick it back up to play it for for a while. And it's pretty cool. You're you go in, you're this little kid and you go into a dream and there are a bunch of different dream worlds. And as you play through the stages, they're real colorful and um, a platformer. And as you go through, you get all these different animal uh, skins, I guess, like you'll pick up these suits and they have different abilities and. It's just a lot of fun as a as a platformer, and some can like dig through dig through the ground and stuff, and it's it's real colorful. And I actually found out recently that they have an anime animated movie off of this game, which I haven't haven't watched yet. But uh, apparently, it's really expensive to get an actual copy of it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but yeah, the game's pretty cheap, so definitely pick it up yep. if you. Yep. Well, if uh, platformers, and that's a Capcom game. I don't know if you mentioned that, and. Uh... Yeah, very well done. Like you said, definitely. Great. And it, the the only problem with it is it gets really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know if I've ever actually beaten the whole game. I should pick it up and try, but it gets pretty difficult. But uh, it's a lot of fun. Now that little Nemo, uh, you mentioned it's a Capcom game. There's also a, a Capcom arcade version of that game that's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it, it's really really nice. You might want to check that out also. Oh, no, um, yeah. I made a video of it, actually, and that animated um, cartoon that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of snippets uh, of that cartoon in the video I made. Mm, So, yeah, there's some really cool parts that I put in the video. Uh, Little Nemo is is really, really an awesome game. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of who the animator was of that, because that used to be an old comic strip, Little Nemo. Uh, Windsor McKay, I think, was was the animator of the Little Nemo series back in the day. Yep, yep. I'm on Wikipedia. That's right. That is a good game. Good pick, man. All right. So, uh, in true to my form, I'm going to pick uh, Peekaboo Poker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it is what it sounds like. So, it's uh, basically a strip poker game for the NES. And I was talking to Dinky earlier about how the hell did they get that past the NES uh, quality check. Yeah, he. I see his list of games that he's recommended, and I'm thinking... That is not accessible at all. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna have to have to uh, emulate well, it, I guess. So wait, is this an, is this like an official like licensed game? Well, here's the thing. I remember as a kid playing this at a friend's house. His brother owned the game. I have no idea how his brother got a hold of it because Dinky's saying this is a very hard game to get and it's very expensive. How much is it, Dink? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's probably I don't know how much they'd actually sell for, but on price guides and stuff. They go for over probably twelve, fifteen hundred dollars. You, that's amazing. Yeah, they're they're those uh, they're like pornographic games almost. There's three of them. There's that one, Bubble Bath Babes, which I believe is the most expensive, and then Hot Slots by the same company. 
Yeah, and I think it's funny. The company that made them is called Hacker International. <laughs> uh, I mean, graphically, it's it's not fantastic. It's it's a lot of TNA more than anything else. Yeah, uh, they were better strip poker games out on computers. I mean, uh, the Commodore had a fantastic strip poker game that looked a lot better than this. But the fact that it was on a Nintendo was pretty mind blowing. I remember being there and and laughing. I think it was ninety uh, one. 92 something like that um it's basically five card stud nothing spectacular um you win enough hands you get rewarded um i i don't know how anyone could ever play this game i didn't realize it was so rare um, oh but, yeah mm-hmm. but that's a, that's an interesting uh yeah, you gotta track that friend thing. down yeah i wish what I he did with this thing they're, they're long there seriously aren't many of them yeah, I wonder if he even knows that he, he has something that's so... Do you bad. remember what the cart looked like, John? No, because I wasn't the one that was putting it in. I was just the one waiting, looking at the screen. Okay, because I'm, I'm looking on eBay, um, and it looks like a black cart with like just like kind of like a generic sticker on it. Um, and th- there are some on eBay that did not sell. Uh, they were asking 700 800 bucks. And wow. apparently yeah. there, there's a reproduction out there. Um, one did sell for 90 and it has it looks like it has multiple games on it. It has Pirate uh, Booty, Bubble Bath Babes, Hot Slots, Peekaboo Poker, and then something called Panesian. Panesian's the company, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe. Dinky, isn't Panesian the company that... Uh, yeah. So that, that sold for that's 90 bucks. Okay. Yeah, someone yeah, bought Panesian, that for this, 90. That, the distributor was Panesian, yeah. But that's a total repo cart. Huh. Yeah, but for, for that's pretty cool that they have that for... Yeah. Because, I mean, nobody can get all those games. I mean, they're, they cost a fortune. Yeah. So. That's a collector's Crazy. item, I guess, right there. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, oh, man, what a choice. I was like, how'd you play that, you know? Yeah. Especially, especially when you were younger. Well, I mean, I was younger. It was the 90s. I'm not that young in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, I would have been like, holy crap. Yeah, I, I was, for me, it was more <laughs> of an amusement thing. I was like, get out of here. This is Nintendo. I thought it was a bootleg. I didn't yeah. think it was real. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, um, next one for me is called Solar Jetman Hunt for the Golden Warship. Wow. Anybody? Anybody? That fit on the whole cartridge? <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> have you guys played this? I no. have it, but I'm going to look at. I'm going to look actually. at the screenshot. I'm going to look okay. at it. Solar Jetman. Yeah. Let's Which see. I get a lot of people saying this is one of their favorite Nintendo games. I got this game as a as a young lad, and it was you know it was a bargain bin title, as many of the ones were that my folks would get me. Um, and I you know I got it. I don't know, like for Easter or maybe Christmas or something like that. But um, I spent hours playing this game. And, and basically what it is, is you're like this little blue space. You're in this little blue pod almost. It's like a spaceship. And you're on these different planets. And you go down into the planet. And it, they're like caves, okay? And so you're exploring these planets and you're trying to find pieces of this mythical golden war. Oh no. Warp ship. Excuse me. I think I said warship. Wait. Yeah, it is. You know what? I'm confused because I think it's (laughs) warship, but there's Wikipedia. It says warp ship. No, it is warship. I I was right. (laughs) 
Wikipedia is like not. <laughs> Here's the OCD, like, folks. OCD yeah, I know. Is, he's We're... flying. His synapses are firing. He's going nuts. Well, it's just weird because it's like that was like an inner debate that we just heard. That was awesome. <laughs> we heard Vintage's brain working. Wait, now it says the cover misspells the game as warship, not warp ship. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally like, yeah. This my mind is blown right now because yep. I always thought it was warship. What are we but gonna apparently do? that's not the actual name of the game. Holy cow! Bizarre. Okay. Well, um, so yeah, you're looking for the this warp ship, and uh, you I forget how many levels there are, but you know, on each planet, you know, there's a piece, and then at the end of it, you put them all together. And I actually played this thing forever and ever, and there is a password system, and um, yeah, the the interesting part about this is on every planet you go to, the the physics are totally different, the gravity is different, so it really affects the way that you fly your ship around and you have to use a tractor beam to tow things back to your like your mothership and uh, another neat thing is if you if you crash your pod or it takes so much damage um you'll actually eject out of the pod and you can survive with like one more hit as this little guy you know in a little jet pack <laughs> and if you can survive and get back to your your mothership you can get you know you can i think you can get another little pod or whatever but yeah it's it's kind of a, a quirky little game and i think there are i don't know off the top of my head but i believe it's it's the last one in a series and the the, the earlier games i think were on the computer but um i don't remember the details of that but that that's another it's kind of a hidden gem and um 8-bit rob did a really good review of it back in the day he kind of beat me to it i wanted to do one but he did it, so I might come back around later and do one, but definitely check it out. All right, guess I'll be up on my last one. Okay, and this one, this one, people do know about, and it's Zelda Two. And there are so many people that I talk to that have never played this because they always hear that it's the bad Zelda, and people don't like it at all. But I absolutely love this game. It's a lot more challenging, and it's not the same as the traditional Zeldas where it's. This one's a side-scroller a lot of the time, and I, I love it. I think the music is so good, and I was thinking about it when I went to the Zelda Symphony. They didn't really play any music from Zelda 2, and they, I think this game has some of the best music from the series. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people just don't pick it up because they hear it's really hard, and a lot of people can't get through it. And I actually, I'll put a link in on, on the website. I did a walkthrough of this game, and... Uh, a lot of people liked watching that because I, I played it so much when I was a kid. I just breezed through it pretty easily. So I think I, I forget how many videos it took, but it's it's probably, I don't know, probably only two to three hours I beat the whole thing. But uh, a lot of fun. And it is it is definitely unique. It's it's not you, – you'll see a lot of differences from the traditional Zeldas, but uh, I still love it. So I always try and tell people to check it out because I'm one of the few people that really enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, that this is on my backlog because I beat the first Zelda, but I haven't beat this one yet. But I agree. Oh yeah, I, you're gonna you're gonna rage a little bit. Well, no, I mean I like. This <laughs> game. I mean I I actually agree with you. Like I I think it's cool. I like I like how it's got kind of some side scrolling parts to it, and um, and yeah, I remember AVGN when he did a video on it, and do you yeah. at the very end, <laughs> do you remember the very end where? He was he like couldn't beat the last guy. 
Ah, I should. I remember was, something going on. Yeah, yeah, I remember. There was some but, kind of like a trick to uh-huh, yeah. fight Shadow Link, right? Yeah. And there was some uh-huh. kind of trick to it where if you like got him in the corner and you just kept hit, like basically if you just kept hitting, you know. Yeah, you stay in the corner. Right. And he is so hard if you don't use that trick too. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> so that. ridiculously hard. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the golden eye trick at the end yeah. where you uh-huh. throw the grenades in and then you just kind of walk away and the guy dies. It's kind of yeah. Like, it's a cheap trick, but it's like an unwritten rule that you're just gonna do that when right. you you're just gonna do it because <laughs> otherwise you're gonna be sitting there for hours on. When it. I was a kid, I tried to beat it regular, and I was like, I mean, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, and the bosses are really cool. I like a lot of the bosses in the game. And the weird thing, too, is my friend got the Japanese version, and it's actually, they have, like, different sound effects and stuff like that, and they have some weird sound effects for some of the bosses. It was kind of cool, kind of cool looking at the differences. But, uh, yeah, definitely check out Zelda 2. I hope some people will agree that they actually enjoy it, even though it's different. So what's your last one, John? Um, I don't know if many people know about this game. It's called Nuts and milk <laughs> i didn't know about it i had to look it up i never See, heard of this this i had this on a multi-cart uh years ago so i never heard of it either and it's just such a weird name as i was going through the multi-cart game uh i would play it this was a game that was a favorite with a ex-girlfriend of mine that we used to play in fact this is the ex-girlfriend that ended up taking my super nintendo but back <laughs> in the day we used to play this game and um it's a cute game to play with a girl because it's it's very cutesy. It has very cute graphics. It's made by Hudson Soft, which is a pretty well-known company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the game never really took off. Um, it, basically, uh, you have a male character and a female character. They, they look like little blobs with little round feet. Mm-hmm. And they walk really cute. Uh, so when you play co-op, you can have your girlfriend play the pink one. And you could play the blue one. Kind of like, almost like a bubble bobble sort of you know cutesy kind of look um and it's a puzzle platformer where you would go up little ladders to get fruit and there's enemies that are seeking you out um it's a platformer puzzler so it isn't a maze game but it's a puzzle in the respect that you have to climb and and like fall strategically on fruit that you couldn't normally jump up and get while avoiding the bad guys and then get back to your pink cute little house uh, before you get killed, so it's really fun game. Just by looking at the screenshots, you'd be like, eh, "Vintage will probably." Eh. Yeah, I looked up yeah. some video of it, and it <laughs> did look pretty fun. It's a fun game, really. No, it really is. I a- was expecting another one of your porno games. <laughs> That's what I. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, it's not a porno game at all. But yeah, no, I looked it up, and but, I was like, but yeah. as I as I hinted earlier, this is a great <laughs> game to play with a girl, and. You know, you get a girl to play video games, magical things will happen afterwards. <laughs> yep. I gotta say. Oh, okay, so, now, hold on a minute, because yeah. I'm watching the gameplay, and I don't see any nuts or milk in the game. So, what is... I believe what, the characters are milk. Yeah. I think the characters, Maybe. they're little, uh... Yeah, they're, I think they're milk, right? What? No, they're not milk. They're, they're little... In the, on the cover, it looks... They're white. Well, uh, maybe yeah. is that their names? Is that what they're called? Is that their what their their nuts and milk? That's Must their name. Be. I don't know. Well, I'm reading. I'm on Wikipedia here. It says uh, there is a line that says, "Previously unopened house doors containing milk's fiance." So I guess yeah, milk yeah, is the when guy. You die, nuts is the girl. <laughs> when you die, you can lose some life, or you lose a life because your milk is the guy. 
milk seems like they have that reversed, right? Milk can jump a short distance. Yeah, so they're talking about milk. I mean, you would think that nuts would be the guy and milk would be the girl. (laughs) You know what I mean? You would, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and look, uh, it was the first third-party video game to be released on a Nintendo console. How about that? Yep. I don't know where you got the multi-card, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because originally it was, it, rental, was just... it was a rental multi-cart I rented from like an old video store, like one of those wow. mom and pop ones. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's it. Milk and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> just like saying it. Milk and nuts. Good one. Good one. All right. Uh, so last one for me, uh, my favorite NES game. Had to mention it. Bionic Commando. Uh, Capcom game. Uh, came out in 1988. I don't know. I don't know what to say. If you don't have it, you got to get it. Yeah, pretty uh, much. You, it, it's really unique in in that you, it's a platformer, but you can't jump. You have this bionic arm that you use to basically swing um, around, and you can, you know, pull yourself up on platforms. You can, yeah, use, like a grappling hook. Yeah, uh, and you can use it. Actually, you can also use it to kind of like um, a weapon. Yeah, you can use it to hit enemies and like stun them and stuff. It's got several different stages, and you know some are kind of like vertical, you know, where you have to like climb to the top, and you have to go and uh, find this computer to unlock the the end uh, boss uh, room, and uh, it's just great, great music, really fun. Yeah, speaking of the music for it, uh, mm-hmm. Jilpu3, I always like watching his videos. He uh, he also makes music, and he did a Bionic Commando cover that he just oh. did himself on guitar. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I think mm. I've seen that, actually. It is really Yeah, good. I'll have to see if he has a link to that up somewhere, and I'll, I'll put that up. But, oh, it's really good. Did you like the remake, Vintage, the modern re- remake of it? The one that he can't get? Um, no, <laughs> actually, I, I do have them. I downloaded... Uh, I downloaded um, there's two actually. There's Bionic Commando Rearmed, which is a remake of the NES. That's an awesome game. name. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it's basically like the Nintendo game with beefed up graphics, and they they put in some additional stages in there. So yeah. I, I have that, and I like that. I have played that, and then I also downloaded the the one that came out for the 360, I think, and maybe on the PS3. Uh, it also came out on on Windows, so I I got that on Steam, but I haven't I haven't even played it yet but I, I heard that from a lot of people that it wasn't that good yeah that's what i heard as well um but i i don't know you still want to check it out there i'm right? definitely gonna play it eventually yeah but i want to i want to play through the rearmed version first and eventually i'd like to do a review on it johnny did a review of it over on his channel um the rearmed happy console gamer so if you want to see a good review of that go over there nice all right, cool. So uh, that is the end of our our name no name segment. Yeah, send us <laughs> a name. <laughs> and so now we're kind of uh, winding down, and we're we're gonna get to check the inbox. You've got mail. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, and we kind of decided that we're going to uh, let's see, we're gonna have like Dinky's gonna kind of go through. Uh, questions that we receive on the uh, website hit re- hitresetradio.com. John is going to peruse our forums for any questions, and then I will round it out with looking at our YouTube channel, which I don't I don't think 
right now has any questions, but I can definitely check. Mm-hmm. So who's going to go first? I can go first. Okay. Let's look at content suggestions. I think uh, our, our buddy Metal King 79 says, Seeing as this auspices of the gaming podcast stem partly from nostalgia, I would love to hear you three gentlemen discuss other things you are nostalgic, such as TV shows, movies, food, car, beer, board games, toys, etc. Okay. I think pretty much we, we do that in the course of the podcast. <sighs> yes, but that, that, that would also be good to go into that, that five things segment yeah. like yeah we, you just pick any one of those categories yeah like yeah. board games or something yeah. I, I could definitely do that you know? yeah 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 so maybe we'll do idea. that that's great yeah. so yeah we can talk about board games that'd be so we'll awesome i've got a bunch there. of those yep. yeah and john just mentioned his site that's going to be basically all <laughs> toys <laughs> you know toys and cartoons so i'm gonna bust out my castle gray skull and start playing oh i know <laughs> so that's cool awesome now. Great, thanks again. And now let's go to the questions for the HRR hosts. Mel King also comments there. And what aspects of gaming that have changed due to the majority of multi multiplayer being online do you miss when multiplayer meant you and a couple of buddies sitting in front of a TV at the same time? Mm -hmm. Bonus question, what junk food that you enjoyed as a kid, such as playing games that isn't made anymore? So what junk food... Oh. Such as Crystal Pepsi, uh, Ecto Cooler, Pizzeria Chips, Tater Skin Chips, Crybabies Candy, etc. So, what's gone? Yeah. Oh, man, I, can't, I don't even know. I, I, what did I, I eat I, when I was playing games? I, I don't a, even... I have a great one for, for junk food. What's that? Um, okay, Planters, they used to make these big tin, like these cylindrical tins of cheese curls... Really? Do you remember this? Uh-uh. Yeah, they were like blue. It was like a, you know, yeah, like a cylinder. And it, it was like... Oh, oh like a bucket? This? Who's making this? Well, it used to be planters. The uh, nuts was, it like, was it like a, oh, like a bucket type of thing? Well, yeah, I like do. Like a cylinder. It's like the only way I can describe it. And it was like this huge cylinder. It's like a tall coffee can. Yeah. And, and it had like a yellow plastic lid <laughs> on it. Yeah, I do remember those. Yeah, those I'm were trying good. to remember what they were called. Planters. Yeah, yeah, no, balls. cheese curls. Yeah, just cheese balls. Yeah. Well, there were cheese balls and there were cheese curls. Okay. And so, yeah, unfortunately, they discontinued. Like, they stopped making them. Like, f f at one point, they changed it over and they started calling them cheese mania. But then they just stopped making them all together. But man, I used to, I used to when I was in college, even. So this is like back in the late '90s. I would go to Walmart and I would get this big, huge tub of these cheese curls. And it's yeah, it's C H E E Z. Yeah, I'm looking up the pictures. It. I would not have remembered them, but I totally ate them. Oh before my too. gosh, they they were my favorite like Cheeto type. Oh my god, just this is like my favorite junk food of all time. <laughs> I can and, tell you're getting you're getting excited, dude. You know, we talk about you know going back in time and all that other stuff. I would buy just cases and cases of this. I don't know how I would get the money. That's another story. But I would take all the cases of cheese curls and bring them back here. <laughs> oh my god, more time travel, huh? Yeah. Um, so that 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 was my favorite like gaming junk food. I could I could polish off like a whole tin of those. You know, in like one sitting. Yeah, that's cool because I would not have remembered them. I remember I used to eat I used to eat Airheads all the time. 
Remember this? Yeah, they're still around. Airheads are still around. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I don't see them very often, but they are still around, so yeah. I don't know if it really counts. but Right. Like, I remember playing video games and mostly playing D&D. We used to, when, when New Coke came out, remember the New Coke? That mm-hmm. short Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, I remember drinking that and being disappointed, mm. and I'm glad they got rid of it. Yeah, can, you, can you totally buy sucks. cans of new Coke still on eBay? I'm sure you can. Oh, yeah, probably. But it's all it's all got to be flat by this point. Well, what if it's in a glass bottle? Would it be flat also? Yeah, it would be. Because I used to... Completionist pull- says his wife, uh, the completionist on YouTube, he says his wife tries out all kinds of... Like, she ordered, like, Crystal Pepsi and all kinds of oh, old... I love... It just dries them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have to throw Crystal Pepsi on there as well. Because, um, yeah, I remember when that came out, it was probably like 92 or 93. And I'm talking the original Crystal Pepsi because then they, they tried to they tried to redo the formula and they made it. They tried to make it like a citrusy type of a drink. Mm-hmm. And, and it was terrible. And the original Crystal Pepsi, like it actually tasted like like a like a regular soda. Mm-hmm. But it was obviously clear. That was so good. It was weird though to taste a cola, but it, well, it not was, the color. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Really, I mean, all, yeah, all that like Coke and Pepsi. That's all that caramel, like artificial color yeah. they put in it. Right, right. Um, that's a cool question. Now wait, what? What was the first part? Because I don't think we answered the first. About multiplayer. Yeah, what aspects of gaming <clears throat> have changed due to the majority of multiplayers being online? Do you miss when multiplayer meant you and a couple of buddies sitting in front of the same TV? Yeah. Obviously, being in the room with with other players is you know a thing of the past when you're talking about online gaming now. Yeah. Um, see, f- well, for me, I, I see like goods and bads out of it because yeah. i i mean now that i'm older all of my friends don't really live right next to me yeah, yeah. so my cousin and then a, cu- a bunch of my good friends we play online and it's it's almost like we're sitting in the same room because we're using you know our headsets and stuff and we're able to talk so that's really cool you mean but kind I, of like this podcast yeah yeah you know and you're playing along with people and that i mean you couldn't really do that i don't know when people were older before i didn't have to deal with that because all my friends were living right around me at the time but uh I don't know. I, I put a video up playing multiplayer one time when we were playing GoldenEye. And it's it's like experiences like these that, that I'll go into that you can't get other than just having one console, four people in the same room yeah. and just playing. And we, we played GoldenEye. I don't even know. It must have been during the summer because we didn't have to go anywhere. And we stayed up. We probably played for at least 18 hours straight. And there's this amusement park nearby where I live called Kennywood. And it was like the school the school day where everyone in your grade or school would go to this park. And we did not sleep at all. We had probably six or eight people and we all got pizza and were playing games there. And we were just playing Goldeneye. That was it. And we would alternate out whoever whoever lost or was the worst would get kicked out and then the next person would cycle in. And we had some guys who went to sleep and me and my other three friends, we played that nonstop all night. And we went out to this amusement park. And I've never felt anything from video games with motion sickness. You know how they always have the, had the warnings about motion sickness yeah. uh, back on the games? We went out to this amusement park, and we went on the ride, the swings, you know, like the little kid ride. Right. And all of us got sick, like puking <laughs> sick. It was, 
I was like, there's no other excuse for that other than playing video games until you got so sick that you couldn't even ride the swings, which is like the yeah. dumbest ride at the park. And I, <laughs> I, I made a video on that. It was, I remember I, the story. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff you just don't really do now, you know, because everybody would be at their own places or their own houses, you know. So, I mean, I it was so much fun playing multiplayer games like that all in one room and having all your friends over and, you know, ordering pizzas and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good definitely time. something I miss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, he kind of touched on it already, just being in the same room and like sitting on the couch and, you know, maybe the ability to like punch your friend. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> yeah the punching is gone. Um, yeah, there's not that anymore. Verbal punching goes on now. That was good, and then and then also, um, actually, yeah, the last the last time I was actually really like super drunk, um, <laughs> it was during a my buddy's bachelor party, and we started it off. We were we started off at his apartment. We were playing DOA two on the PlayStation two. So we, so we were having like a tournament, right? And so like every time you lost, you had to take a shot of like Captain Morgan. Mm-hmm. And so we played like ten rounds, like me versus him, and we were we were pretty evenly matched back then because we would play it all the time. And so this is this is in this is in the year two thousand or so or two thousand one. And uh, yeah, we we each ended up like sh- taking like five like pretty good sized shots within you know like a twenty minute period or, le- or less, <laughs> and we were and then we went out after that and went to like all these bars and just it was it was a nightmare like oh yeah yeah but by the end of the night um, I actually was like passed out in the in the like uh, <laughs> parking lot of some random bar. I don't even remember like. <laughs> That's awesome. Our one, our one buddy was like the designated driver, you know. And well, if like, we ever, if we ever meet up, we'll we'll play a game along those lines. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> That'd a, be that was fun. Um, um, doing that, and I mean, I guess you could do it online, but it wouldn't be as fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that when I was in college. We would all we'd play, just like I guess the the main game that we played was Bomberman '93. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. we had so much fun playing that. It's just so much different if everyone's in the same room. You can see the reactions when you beat yeah. them, and yeah. it's it's just different. Any other forum questions? That takes care of the forum. All right, pretty good forum activity this time. Yeah, yeah awesome. Nice. Keep it coming. Don't stop, folks. All right, I'll go, I'll go next. I got a question on the website from Pro Wings, and he says flea markets and Goodwills are great places to find rare games for your collection. Have any of you ever found yourself competing with other collectors and resellers at these places? Mm-hmm. I experienced this last weekend when a reseller interfered in me buying a game so he could buy the entire table of games. Oh, man. That's I would be so mad. I haven't yep. run into anything that extreme. But I can tell, starting probably mid-last last summer, I've been going out to the flea markets, and I could tell people were going through buying stuff up. And uh, it's a lot harder to find games unless you get there really early because I can tell there's a lot of people going through picking stuff up. And I actually went out one time. uh, My brother and I sometimes will look up all the garage sales around the area and we'll we'll plan out which ones we're going to go to. So it's kind of in a in a good path so we don't waste time. And we went out to probably five garage sales. And I mean, these you have to drive five to ten minutes sometimes to get to the next one. And we saw the same reseller at every single one. 
he was he was following us around. He must have done the same thing. And he was talking to his buddy about how he's just going to put this stuff up on eBay and you know make profit on it. And I'm like, I better I better beat this guy. You know, <laughs> go. I made sure to leave a couple minutes early every time. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I could definitely tell there's more people doing it because game people they're realizing games are going up in in value. It, it kind of sucks for us collectors, but. I mean, they, they still have the right to kind of do that. And, and and like you said, Dinky, the only way to really beat them is to get there, like at the butt crack of dawn. Yeah, and I mean, I've always done that, and yeah. I've always known that that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because even even just regular people, I mean, sure. you know, if, if I go to a flea market, you know there's not going to be anything left afterwards, you know? <laughs> I mean, not like there's someone like me going to all these flea markets all over the country, but, I mean, even just regular people, you know, if my brother saw a bunch of Nintendo games, he'd say, oh, you know, my my nephew wants to play them or something like that. So, but yeah, I always get up there pretty much when they're setting the flea markets up. It's the only way to beat it. I envy you guys. I don't have anything like that around here. Flea markets are so hit or miss, though, because if... I've gone to flea markets where I get up a little bit late and I'll go at 10 o'clock in the morning and there's nothing. There right. won't be anything and it's almost a waste of time. So if I don't get up really early, I just don't even go a lot of the time. So is that yep, That's the only question we got on the website. Okay. So over on, on YouTube, we have a uh, our podcast has a channel called Hit Reset Radio. And uh, this is where you can actually get all the, you can see the teaser trailers as soon as we upload to itunes i'll throw up like a one or two minute teaser and it has all the links to where you can get the um get the episode and then also some people will come back after they've listened and they'll post comments and stuff on on the teaser video uh videos and so one person posts a comment um this is kyosho ballard and they said what is the music you guys use for the theme of your show it's fantastic and I actually re- meant to respond to you earlier, but I totally forgot. <laughs> and I actually need to look this up right now. Well, well, while you're looking that, while you're looking that up, I uh, I forgot. I people added comments on. You can add a comment on each specific episode. And on episode five, he uh, stick dude twenty three twenty left a message. Awesome episode, guys. Some real funny moments. And then in parentheses, especially Vintage's Time Paradox. <laughs> Can't oh, yeah, wait yeah. for the next one. So, <laughs> that, was a, that was a cool comment I almost forgot about. Uh, we never. Did, I, by did the I... way, I love the pictures that you made, John. Oh, they're awesome. This, yeah. For the ha- Happy Tartan Gamer and the Happy Dungeon Master. You sent them <laughs> over, and I was at work, and I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> they I, were I so funny. See, it's always, it's always uh, fun and challenging to come up with. You know, The way we do it is we, we do our podcast, and then we try to pick a specific moment or snippet or something significant and then it goes to me and and the guys let me do whatever i want for the image that we put on our our podcast website so i've been having fun coming up with different stuff (laughs) i'm looking at them now man they're so funny i'm still laughing i thought the chipsters one was incredible and then you came up with these two (laughs) oh man good stuff Okay. Find what you were looking for. Um, I found one of them. I found the I found the outro. Um, the name of the track is called Cluck, like you know, like a like a chicken, uh, and it is by the J. Arthur Keynes Band. Uh, I, I probably should put this somewhere, right? Like, yeah, we, we should give credit to these guys. Yes, I, um, I mean, it, it's you know, it's um, what do you call um. 
creative comments. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'll definitely put links to where you can download these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you should you should let me know because I'll put that in okay. over on the right side of our because we should we should be putting that yes. up anyways. Yep. Yes, we should. And the other one, um, uh, I, I can't find it right off the bat. So, yeah, the other one that we do where John kind of does the pre-recorded intro, I'll, I'll find that and we'll we'll put it somewhere. Um, oh, the intro music, right? Yeah, I, I know I've got it somewhere. I just can't find it. Isn't that uh, Chintendo? Eight bit Nintendo. Uh, yes, very good. Okay, Lo-Fi yes. World. Eight bit Nintendo. Lo-Fi World. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, very that's good. the title. The title is Lo-Fi Lo-Fi World, and the artist is Eight Bit Nintendo. Nice. There you go. Well, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, there's just a few few more things I wanted to try to fit in here. Dinky, you are going to the classic gaming expo correct yeah i wanted to bring that up before we do uh our information okay yeah i'm gonna be going out i'm i'm getting a flight out on thursday so the convention is saturday and sunday and i've i went to it in 2010 and it was a lot of fun so i'm really looking forward to going to this one and uh so far i i know i'm going saturday i have a flight on sunday out probably i think it's like four or five o'clock so i'm gonna try and go on sunday as well but uh, I've talked to a couple people that are going out there, and uh, Alex Demoted's going to be there. I didn't oh, know he was cool. going until just like uh, he wrote me on Twitter asking if I was dead. <laughs> and I was like, nah. And he said he was going to the Classic Gaming Expo, so I'm going to meet up with him out there. And then old school NYC gamer, mm-hmm. I met Sick. up with him uh, in 2010 when I went out there too. So, mm-hmm. uh, and he's funny too because he never shows his face in any of his videos, kind of like you, Vintage. Yeah. But uh, so now I know what he looks like too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I I think uh, Gamester's going out there. Yep. So we're gonna try and get something going where we where we meet up for a little bit and you know record some footage and all that. Uh, I don't know how many people are going. I'm gonna put up a video sometime probably this week, maybe yeah. on Tuesday, and you know see who's going out. And it's gonna be really cool. I mean, Walter Day is gonna be out there, so I'm gonna see see about talking to him. And mm-hmm. David Crane, the co-founder of Activision, is gonna be there. Yep. So I'll probably be – well, I have Pitfall. Uh, I don't think I have a boxed copy of this. So I'm going to try and get a copy of Pitfall and get that signed because yeah. that's one of my favorites. And then uh, I think Tommy Tallarico is going to be out there and stuff. So just a bunch – they have a lot of panels and a lot of a lot of information from the people who used to work for these old companies. And mm-hmm. they have a retro museum where they have tons of rare consoles. So I'll try and be recording some footage of that and putting all that stuff up. Yeah. So if anybody's going, leave a comment. Let me know if you're going there, and uh, we'll be having some kind of meetup. I just don't know exactly what time. It'll be on Saturday, though. Now, I heard that there was going to be a big announcement on Saturday. I want to say, like, it's either, like, 10 o'clock or noon. Um, hat tip to the all-gen gamers, because they were. I think Metal Jesus was talking about this. Uh, so, yeah, it, it sounds like there, there's going to be some big announcement by some veteran of, like, the retro community. And so that's all that was said. So nice. make sure that you're there. David Crane. It might, I mean, it may be because um, there's going to be a lot of big guys, you know, big names that are going to, you know, scheduled to, you know, attend there. But yeah, okay. there's a huge list. You can go to their yeah. website, cgexpo.com, and they have all the information that they're of who they're going to have there. Um, now, Dinky, I, I do you remember? I I have a mission for you. I've, your uh, your multi cart. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. for what system? Coleco. 
Yes. Okay. So yeah, I've been I've basically been pounding away at you for. See, I think I'm gonna look for a Commodore 64 one. Okay. Now, how is this gonna work? Like, can you you think you'll be able to buy it, and then I PayPal you the money, or how do you want to do this? You want me to send you the money, like? No, I'll just look around. If I see it out there, I'll just buy it, and then uh, we'll work something out afterwards. All right. So it's over a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I don't think it's more than 120 though. Yeah. But I mean, that's every single game. It is, and and I'd I'd go up to one fifty, and if it's over that, then probably not. But um, okay. And the other thing that the other thing that you need to do is you need to find a guy out there called NES Complex. Have you heard of this guy? I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, you you guys got to check him out on YouTube. He's relatively new. Um, he was just a guest on the All Gen Gamers, like the the I think it was the most recent episode. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll probably listen to it on the flight. Anyway, I had yeah, you should. And I, I actually had found his videos before. You know, I, I've been watching him for a while now, but he just hit a thousand subscribers and uh, just a great guy. And he he does um, you know he focuses like yeah, obviously a lot on on NES stuff, but he does awesome reviews. And I like the way that he does his uh, game reviews. It's a little bit different. Like he doesn't go through the typical you know, stuff that people talk about, like graphics and music and blah, blah, blah. But what he does is he does a series and it's just called, is it fun? And so he'll pop in a game and, and, you know, he still kind of will talk about those other things, but really he doesn't give a grade or anything like that. It's just at the end of it, he just says, he asks himself the question, well, is this game even fun? You know, and if, if, if yeah, then, you know, he recommends it. And if no, he'll say, no, I, I don't think it's fun. And uh, so it's a, it's a, it's kind of a different take in um yeah I really enjoy his channel and I've been trading messages with him he's such a really nice guy his name's Chris um, okay and you, he's going out there for sure yeah so I would shoot him a PM and uh, you know and and I think he's pl- he he's planning to meet up with Gamester too so you guys should all kind of get together and like hang out or something. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So I think at this point we will we will call it and uh, just quickly you want to want to give out your uh, our shameless self promotion. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Twitter is Dinky underscore Dana. Uh, Facebook just Dinky Dana, and my website uh, com. and that's where you can leave a lot of comments for the podcast. I set up the uh, if you go on there and click the podcast button. And then on YouTube, just search Dinky Dana. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty easy. Dinky Dana all around. <laughs> Not too hard to find me. Mr. Pio. On YouTube, Mamecade, M-A-M-E-C-A-D-E. You can go to my website, mamecade.com. Um, I, I have gotten some uh, some people coming to me and saying that they want to write for Mamecade, which is awesome. So I've got a couple of people in the works to... Uh, put some articles up if you want to write for main cade you think you know video games and you want to put down something on a blog contact me and we can set you up and that's it that's all i have uh, main cade on twitter pretty simple to find me as well excellent and i'm vintage video game geek on youtube vintage vg geek on twitter and vintage vg geek on facebook and i want to i want to kind of apologize to people on facebook i've been getting you know a few more likes on there so thank you very much uh but i really haven't done anything with the page so <laughs> in this yeah in the next month my goal is to actually like 
put up some pictures and, and try to have a little more interaction there. So stay tuned for that. And then as far as if it's the podcast in general, just go to uh, hitresetradio.com. We have links to everything, our YouTube, Facebook, uh, and Twitter, as well as the forums. And don't forget, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you so desire, you can leave us a comment or, or, or a review and a rating. So that's it, guys. Uh, Dinky, you know, safe travels, buddy. Say say hi to everybody out there for us. Yep. Yeah, should Keep be fun. Up. <laughs> All right. Good night, you guys. Take care, fellas. All right, we're recording again, and uh, I will turn it over to Dinky to get us going. Whenever, right, you, know, every, you normally every, just you normally just start right out because the intro is going to lead in. So exactly, I will meld the two together in perfect harmony. <clears throat> All right, let me pull up my spreadsheet here. Don't forget the chapstick. I got it right here. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Hit Reset Radio. Nah, that's not good. Hold that on. was great. I thought that was that good. was pretty good. Nah, we'll we'll I, get it good. I I had a. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs>